0: I'd play I have no dollars. All
1: right. So next was State of Decay 2: Heartland. Um, I I played State of Decay State of Decay 2, and I was not impressed. Um, and I believe it was actually released that day. You could uh, play it, or at least try it. I don't know. It. I don't even know what Heartland is, other than an expansion to State of Decay 2. Um, you know, I'm assuming story and whatnot, but I don't know. I don't think I'll yep. uh, bother with it. Wasn't interested. I do actually want to look and see if it's out now. Um, and we'll come back to that. Uh, the next game was a shocker, and that is Fantasy Star Online Two, which is a game in uh, you know overseas in Japan, I guess, uh, but they are bringing it to uh, you know English. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's a particular country I think it's just bringing it to the west essentially is probably how they yeah. put it um, and so seeing it is one thing but it's also going to be free to play so okay
2: <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. as an old school but not current play uh, fantasy star supporter uh, cool This is good for people to play. I'm happy for them, but not one I'll be getting immediately Mm -hmm. anyway.
1: Okay. Something really interesting uh, going back to State of Decay 2 Heartland is State of of Decay 2 apparently isn't available on Steam anymore. So I wonder if that ended Mm -hmm. up being switched over to Epic. Or if it's just switching to Microsoft. As like a Windows game, you know, how they do? Yeah. I don't know.
2: Not sure, man. Don't follow it at all,
1: so couldn't tell you. Yeah. So, next game on the list, Crossfire X. Uh, so, this is a... Uh, Eastern game, another one that's coming, you know, to the West. And apparently it's huge. It's like a CSGO competitor type thing. Uh, Free to play, based on what I'm seeing. Okay. I I have no real opinion on it. I'm, I won't touch it. If I want to play a game like that, I'll probably just play CSGO. Or if I really want to, you know change up from that, I'll play Call of Duty. Oh. And so you don't have any in. Any thoughts on that either? The next game, another fairly big one, at least for us, uh, the new Tales of game, Tales of Arise. Uh, coming out in 2020. Uh Like you had mentioned earlier, yeah, there's a ton of games, and I have a ton to get caught up on, I think the last one I played was actually a PlayStation 2 one, and I didn't finish it. I was actually going to restart it on Steam uh, so I could play it on PC instead of busting out the uh, PS2 again.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah. But,
1: yeah. Tales of, you can't go wrong there. It's a great franchise. Uh, This game's not coming out until next year, so... We have that long to play, you know, 18 games (laughs) to catch up. Not that they're related, but still. Uh, Did you have any other thoughts on Tales of Arise?
2: Uh, no, because again, at that point, I had already done my research and found out that there were 17,000 Tales games and, uh, (laughs) I got a long way to go before I can get caught up or have anything to say and, uh, yeah. No, nothing to say.
1: Okay. Uh, next on the list was Borderlands 3. We've seen everything Borderlands 3 we need. That was... Don't know, don't care. Yeah. Uh, release date on that is, uh, September 13th. Again, another September game. Uh, they... One of the things they did was they actually added a Borderlands 2 DLC that connects 2 and 3. So you have a more direct connection between them. Uh, I'm assuming it's free. I believe it is. But I'm not 100% sure. Um, I also... I So I played Borderlands 1. I didn't finish it. Or I might have finished it and then started to. I don't remember. It was not a very interesting game uh mechanically it's okay but the cell shading is meh and i didn't like all the mechanics to it uh next game was kind of the uh you know is it gonna be announced here at uh the c3 is elden ring this is the next from software game but not only that, but this is the one that George R. R. Martin, the Game of Thrones uh, you know, author, is collaborating on. Uh, it's apparently yeah. got some Norse a Norse setting to it. What do you think about the trailer they showed?
0: Well.
2: You caught me mid pizza eating. <laughs> <laughs> um the trailer itself looked very interesting, but I think that I have too much baggage with this to truly okay. appreciate what's going on. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be expecting with this. Because the big headline, the big news around this is, Hey, did you hear? The Dark Souls guy is getting together with the Game of Thrones guy. Uh, So, what is the idea here, then? Is the idea that George R.R. Martin is going to add his story flair to the already cryptic story flair that Miyazaki games offer? You know? Uh... The fact that it's in a North setting, okay. We've already had a, a From Software style game where we're in a different setting than what we're used to, which is, you know, the medieval sort of uh, fantasy dragon type setting. We've already had one that's taken place in uh, Japan ish. Mm. So uh, I don't know what. I, I just don't know. I need to see way more than this trailer offered. For me to yeah. get some type of excited because just the headline of these two people are collaborating does it really doesn't do a lot for me. So, so I'm already I'm already ho hum with the Game of Thrones saga as it is. It's <laughs> it's good, but it's not that doesn't that's yeah. not blowing me over, you know. So and and just the trailer itself, uh, I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting, but it didn't make me like fucking tap and, and try to pick up the phone and call you. It was just like, oh, sure. okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I just pulled up uh, a article that has a little bit more information. It's on IGN, but I won't hold that against them. Uh, it says that the Miyazaki wrote the story while Martin uh, did the world's mythology. Hi. So... That's an interesting dynamic because Martin's good at building worlds. He's got all this lore and background and history, and uh, to the point where it can sometimes be overwhelming. Uh, which, based on you know all the lore and stuff I've heard about that exists in the Souls games, it seems like it's a it's continuing that trend, um, and maybe it'll be better. You know, maybe it'll be more interesting and they're of course tied in with each other the main story and lore and all that um and it adds to the world okay that's interesting
2: yeah i didn't turn my nose up to it but i didn't jump for joy either i was Mm -hmm. like okay at the end of the day for me the biggest takeaway a new from software games coming
0: cool yeah
2: i will i will admit though and you may have known this too Sorry, sorry, audience. It's been a long day. I haven't had to eat. <laughs> uh, I I had heard about. The, I, I I hate the way this sounds because it sounds like it sounds so fucking pompous. But I think this was also another trend of the E3 this year. I knew about this ahead of time. I yeah. mean, this was an article that was reported on a couple weeks ago. That mm. you know, hey, did you hear George R. R. Martin or Gurm? Like I, this is. The, I have only. I've just now started to hear Gurm as an actual thing. It I, makes. Sense I refuse you to s-
1: acknowledge that as a thing.
2: Yeah, it's. It, <laughs> I think I think the world as a whole did that because apparently that's been a thing for years now, and I'm just now starting to hear it in pop culture. But I mean, it's one thing to write event, it,
1: but to say it, no.
2: Yeah, germ does not sound nice at all. It's like I mean, saying if it's lol. just. Yeah, even if it's just <laughs> his, I just I don't know, germ
0: yeah um, Anyway, uh, that the-
2: completely aside, a lot of these news articles that were out have been out for a week or so or even longer than that did kind of put a damper on a lot of these news a lot a lot of this e3 re- reveal a lot of these E3 reveals have already been tainted, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So something now, okay. The the Keanu Reeves. No, I didn't see that coming. So when yeah. that happened, I was like, yeah, but come on, final <laughs> fantasy remake already knew that was coming. Yeah. Uh, this, the this right here, this game, this collaboration, though, I didn't know a name and didn't know mm-hmm. what it was about. I knew that this collaboration was happening. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and to be fair, Nobody was surprised because George R. R. Martin blogged about it. That's, right. It wasn't a leak. He flat out talked about it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: So, and it's funny. It's like, did the from software, were they okay with that? Or is this just George R. R. Martin being, you know, himself? And he doesn't care what other people think or do. If he wants oh, right. to talk about it, he's going to talk about it. <laughs> um, so... The last game on the list. The one that... I don't know about you, but I was waiting for during this uh, Microsoft conference. Halo Infinite. Wasn't looking forward to it. Was extremely let down. Don't care about it. Wow, really?
2: No, not at all. Jesus. (laughs) Don't do that to me. Uh... Yeah, so there was a Halo Infinite uh Yeah, it capped off the whole entire event and it was it was nice to see all that stuff. It was good. Yeah. Good lots lots of hope for this. Now, I admit I still don't know what the fuck this is. I'm assuming it's just it's gonna be more Halo. We yeah. know that. But this is not Halo six, you know? So that's i'm really curious where this is going like what is this in the universe of halo
1: so well more st- more
2: more so i'm interested in your thoughts on it
1: story wise i and i don't specifically remember how five <laughs> ended i would need to go back and refresh my memory but my impression is that this is six um you know i'm actually gonna pull it up but th- so what we saw um Master Chief is found yet again floating in space. You would it's I would like to see a list going including books and stuff of how many times has Master Chief found floating in space or something like that. <laughs> Cause it's a lot. This isn't the first or second time or even probably third or fourth that this has happened. This is a routine thing. He just jettisons himself out to space to accomplish some suicidal mission and then he's found or eventually floats his way somewhere you know it's it's just it's Master Chief he's Master got, got, he's got Chief. lots
2: of frequent space miles that's what it is <laughs>
1: yeah. um, but we saw him get rescued and now it was a really interesting scene they did to open it and this looked like the opening cutscene of the game that's what it looked like with how they did it um, mm-hmm. and I'm all about this you know, you start off... And the trailer, it was like... Okay, is this Halo? Because it starts off with a very non-Halo thing. It's so like a guy in a spaceship. A generic guy. I'm like, okay, what is this? Is this a new IP? Is this something else? Um, and... it's a very little touching moment. Uh, this guy is out in space. He seems to be stranded. Uh, or something like that. or uh, based I don't know. It's odd. But then he you know wipes off his uh front window and sees which is iced over and sees master chief floating there so he brings them in and uh, let,
2: me, let me make a comparison real quick chris yeah this is something i thought about as this happened <laughs> this halo infinite trailer did the what's that in space oh awesome way better than endgame <laughs> because In Endgame, spoilers for the first, what, four minutes of Endgame? Whenever Tony's, like, squinting his eyes and he peeks through his fingers and looks and he sees it's Captain Marvel, I was like, of course it's Captain Marvel. I wasn't like, yes, yeah, what? I was like, yep, of course it's her. For not only the fact that I knew that's who it was going to be, but I was just ho-hum that it was her anyway. But when this dude was like... On his last wits, same almost same scenario. Like I'm about mm-hmm. to die, bro. Shit's getting bad. And he wiped it off, and I saw Master Chief floating there. I was like, Oh yeah! I was like, Wow! Did I just... Oh yeah! Over in game. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <little thing>. um,
1: <laughs> so I did just look up and confirm this does take place after five. This is the sixth entry of the Halo series and the third chapter of the Reclaimer saga. Um, so okay. yeah, um, so he's floating in space. To find him, and uh, the guy jump starts his suit, uh, which is seems to be damaged uh, a little bit, but is not so much that it can't keep you know Chief alive, and not gets him boot up. And Chief is kind of in a bad way, actually. The way they talk, um, and probably you know should be resting, fixing his suit, etc. So I'm curious how that'll play out gameplay wise. Um, but then there's something an alarm i don't think we even saw what triggered the alarm i don't think we saw any covenant ships i don't think we saw anything uh the only thing we saw before that and maybe after was the halo ring which was actually partially destroyed um i again i don't know if that's part how five ended if that was related to i can't remember uh which is a shame as much as i love halo that goes to show how not good that game was but The big thing here, and my biggest takeaway from this was, we are back to focusing Solo, or solely, on Master Chief, which is what I wanted.
2: God, yes.
1: And uh, I don't know where the information is from, but I also read something that uh, our guests from one of the trailers, if not this one, the... E3 last year trailer uh, it looks like his older armor so they're going back to you know what you'd expect from which is interesting to do I wonder if there's going to be a story reason or if that's going to be kind of a you know plot hole but you know a gameplay decision to kind of change how it looks uh, which I'm okay with it either way I hope they do explain it story wise if that happens um, but I, I don't remember exactly what it looks like in 5 either There's a lot of things I don't remember about 5. I'll probably have to go play it again, at least the story uh, parts of it to (laughs) get caught back up and remember what was going on besides, hey, chase down Master Chief, you know? Um, We got a release date of Holiday 2020. And while that is a long way out now, the biggest part about that is... It is going to be a Project Scarlet launch title. Was Project Scarlet the new Xbox? No way. So <laughs> now we have... And it was expected next holiday, you know, seeing the new consoles. Yeah. Now we have official from Microsoft, at least. Yeah, Project Scarlet, new console, next year. Yeah. Uh, they,
2: See, that's the thing. We, we, that was another thing that got ruined. Like, we knew... We knew Scarlet was the thing, so. It's, okay. The good part is knowing that the launch title is going to be Halo Infinite. Now, that was oh, okay. Yeah. Now, that's awesome. Scarlet Hell, thing, I don't give a shit. We already knew that. That, good to know.
1: Yep. Yeah, the only note I took about uh, Project Scarlet, uh, let me actually pull up my other notes. <laughs> uh, okay, I actually took two, uh, three notes first is they made a comment about making the priority gaming, which I hope means they're going to pare down UI stuff and all the, you know, which they already did some with Xbox One. They backed off, you know, some things they were doing. So maybe they'll start off and maybe pare it down even more on Project Scarlet, which I hate saying Project Scarlet. I would just like a console name, please. Which is another topic. What are they going to name this thing? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Is it going to be Xbox Two now? (laughs) Um... Oh man. Uh, the other note was that it is four times more powerful than the Xbox One X. Okay. I mean that's a very broad statement, but okay, that's. Uh, and they also, I didn't write it down because we'd already heard it from PlayStation. We can assume they're going to compete. They talked about you know doing an SSD and all this stuff, faster loading times, or trying to eliminate loading times as much as possible. Blah blah blah. Basically, direct competition with playstation 5 Not yeah, I heard
2: nothing. i heard nothing about this console that wasn't anything you've heard of any other console that's ever been coming out this is the new shit this is new graphics this is new this, this is new that i saw i heard nothing it was like this new feature that's gonna blow you away so i i xbox has a new console coming out move on that's what i yeah. did
1: uh, my third note and last note for it was support up to 120 fps Okay, don't care. I'm not an FPS snob. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's worth noting for those that do care about that kind of thing. Um, so, okay, going through some of their other announcements that weren't specific games, uh, Xbox Game Pass. So here's the deal with it. I, I've been on the fence about trying the Game Pass because there's so many other games to play right now. But it's always been there as, a man, there are so many games on Xbox Game Pass that I could go play. And I would have tons of games to play, you know, especially because they've had this one dollar thing for a while. Um, But what they're doing is now they're bringing Xbox Game Pass to PC, which kind of changes the game up a little bit. Um, Because now I can supplement my Steam library, you know, with the Xbox thing and uh, all that. Uh, which $9.99 a month, okay, that's not terrible, you know, um, especially considering they're probably going to have some sort of deal, you know, starting out. And then they started a beta for it the day of the conference. That was the 9th, I believe, I said. Um, Yeah, the 9th. But then, then, they announced Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is Xbox Game Pass for Xbox, obviously, the console version. Xbox Game Pass for PC. And Xbox Live Gold. And for $14.99 a month. But also, you could sign up now for a dollar. I signed up for the dollar and it show it basically converted my existing live to ultimate. I don't know if that hmm. means I just got like a year uh because I had just upped my live. I don't know if that means I have a year of ultimate and then they charge me. If I got a year of ultimate for a dollar, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um but that aside, 14, 9, 15 bucks a month, um, which is, you know, whatever a year, hundred and fifty plus $180, I believe. Uh, never do math on air. Um, it's like $180, <laughs> whatever. Uh, for live, which live's already, what, $60, $70? It keeps going up. So I kind of lose track of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I went and signed up for it. So uh, I have too many games to play right now to go actively play it, but wasn't going to pass up a dollar. <laughs> especially when i heard about it converting like it did mine which i saw um i okay yeah there are a ton of games uh there are games that are going to be that come out on release that are available on game pass Uh, a lot of the indies they talked about uh in the game pass montage that we didn't cover and i didn't bother writing down uh they're going to release to game pass as well so you'll get them for free when they launch That's what I really like about the service is how you can get some of these games for free, similar to, you know, EA Plus and all this, whatever their things are. Uh, So uh, more to follow as I check it out (laughs) and actually try it on PC. Um, We already talked about the wireless controller or the Elite, I should say. Um, It's got, you know, I thought it was just called the Elite controller or whatever, but it's actually the Xbox Elite wireless controller controller two
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: a very long name for a controller um come that one releases november 4th i don't know if we talked about that earlier uh but the release nah, date on that we controller about the name, but... yeah the next thing and kind of a very interesting piece to this was project x cloud now my what i gathered from that is that it is their competition to stadia and this makes a lot more sense to me because think about if you have Game Pass and combine that with xCloud or if it's even a part of it for free if you have Ultimate, you know? This is something else they lump into that package. Okay, you can now play uh, your Xbox 2 games, Xbox One X games, whatever platforms, you know, is available for on your PC, um, kind of taking the... Uh, play anywhere thing they've been trying to build on the last couple of years, uh, however long that's been going on, and step it out a little bit further to where it's a stadia like thing. But then, but then they said you can use your own Xbox One as your server. Hmm. So instead of all this latency going out to whoever knows in the world, you're going across your living room. Or you know, across your apartment or whatever you know distance it is, so that cuts out a ton of latency. That makes this a much more feasible thing. And if you think about it, we've already seen this with PlayStation's uh, play from PS4 to Vita thing. You mm-hmm. could actually stream from your PS4 to your Vita. So it's not new. This is something that has been proven to work. And I've heard no complaints about it. I've actually seen a lot of people. This is why I own a Vita because I want to play games, you know, in my bedroom or, you know, I can't use my TV right now, but I have the console on, so I'm going to play on the Vita. That seems right. to work great. So now Xcloud is combining Stadia with the PlayStation Remote Play. I think it's called Remote Play. Um, okay, sure. Now, and this is the other part of this is now we've got competition now stadia mm-hmm. has something to go against XCloud has something to go against and i'm assuming playstation is going to get in the picture as well they all have things they're all competing for this so we'll see a lot more effort than perhaps went into this in the past by people that have come and tried it and have failed now we've got the big names the big guns are out and they're going to put that money time and effort behind making this feasible okay Let's see what you guys can do. You have any thought on next cloud? Nope, didn't take any <laughs> notes on it. All right, yeah, I told you I'm, it's
2: going to be a recurring trend for me.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm being cautiously optimistic about all the streaming stuff. I don't expect it to be great, but again, I am very curious from a technical perspective as an IT guy how they pull it off and how well they do, you know? Yeah. So I'm following it pretty closely. Anytime anything like this pops up, um, unless you have anything else that does it for the Xbox conference.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's it. That's, uh, don't really have time for much more. Anyway, we're already hitting a three hour mark and we still got what, six more to go.
1: Well, we said it'd be (laughs) a long one.
2: So it's true. Buckle in. Yeah. (laughs) But it's fine because, I mean, anyway, for me, I took th- yeah th- uh, three notes for Bethesda, so.
1: <sighs> yeah. All right. So kicking off Bethesda, this was a, this was a interesting uh, conference because everybody was thinking, all right, Fallout 76 disaster, how are they going to handle it? Um we got some self-deprecation. Uh, we didn't get... We did not get a straight-up apology. Nope. But Todd Howard did acknowledge they made mistakes and that the fan base is right for, you know, shitting all over them. Uh, mm-hmm. But, meh. Which would have been... If they stopped there, would have been fine. Okay. You realize you messed up. Sure. And then, and then they, uh, announced that they're doing a Fallout 76 DLC. Now, there's, there's a couple of different problems with this. First, there are still problems with the base game, which I haven't played. I'm just, you know, chiming or repeating the community as a whole, what I've heard. There's still a mm-hmm. lot of issues with the base game they need to fix. And until they do that, they really shouldn't be releasing a DLC. I mean, look at a game I like agree. look at a game like Anthem. They had a bad launch. They backed up their roadmap, and there's a whole mess around that too, apparently. But they backed up their roadmap and said, "Okay, we're going to focus on fixing things." You know, they're not talking about releasing DLC. They're not talking about doing this. They're like, "Here's a free update. Here's bug fixes. Here's this and that. We want to get the game where it needs to be." Fallout seventy six is an example of how not to release. A MMO type game, or any game in general, really, and have it go bad and follow up on it. This is the, gotta be one of the worst, besides flat out abandoning the game, approaches to take. Um, yeah. So that was the first problem, just flat out that they're releasing a DLC when they shouldn't be. Uh, the second problem of that is one of the things that's part of the DLC is they're adding NPCs. Which is something they said they weren't going to do in this game.
2: Yeah. Hey, man, they've got to do some kind of appeasement.
1: Yeah. Which, to be fair, good on them. That's what people want. So, at least you're doing one thing that people want, you know. Let's add one to that chart, you know. Not that it catches up with the other side of the chart, but. <laughs> one th- Okay, sure. Fair enough. Um, the other big part is they're adding a... 52-player Battle Royale game mode. Why, oh why, oh why would you add something that nobody wants in a game where everybody just wants you to fix what's already there? Mm Hmm. I can understand releasing the DLC with NPCs to kind of add that bulk content to help appease players. But nobody... Nobody cares about a Fallout BR in Fallout 76 specifically. Maybe there's some interest out there for Fallout BR just overall as an interesting concept, but not as part of Fallout 76. (laughs) This is not. This is not what I think any player wants from this. (sighs) Yeah, Um, they are making uh, from. June 10th, which is the day of the conference, to the 17th, which is like Tuesday, I think, uh, you can try the game and the VR mode. I'm not going to touch VR mode. Uh, I might load it up. if I, I think I need to reinstall it. I think I uninstalled it when I redid my hard drive and haven't gone back to it. Um, I might reinstall it. Actually, I could load up on Xbox, it's still installed there, um, but I might load it up just to check out the NPC. You know, additions. If that's in this trial, um, but I have no interest in the BR mode at all. Uh, all right, next game on the list. Uh, let's see. They showed uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. And yeah,
2: this game looked actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah, this was from uh, Tango GameWorks. This is the studio? Which I don't think I had heard the name of before. I don't know what else they do. Yeah, me neither. Um but what uh what'd you think about this one?
2: Uh well for one the host was charming as hell. Uh which was a tonal shift for what the game was. The game was a uh a horror style game. Uh I like the premise of it. Definitely. Um Apparently, people in Tokyo are just disappearing, and uh, I'm guessing that you're going to be solving the mystery of why they're missing. I'm not sure, but it it looked cool, and that was about the most note I could take for that game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. They have my attention, and I hope to see more soon. I don't mm-hmm. think they... Uh I don't think they announced any sort of release, even window. Uh, that's kind of a, kind of a, th- a theme, excuse me. Uh, something of my words. Uh, I don't think they've shown any sort of release stuff, but that was like I was saying a theme over Bethesda stuff and a lot of the others actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow, well, I typoed that. The next game <laughs> was. Uh, a Elder Scrolls Online Expansion, uh, Dragonhold um, There was I think I made notes of a couple other things uh, But I there, The next one's Dragonhold, but then there's Scalebreaker that comes out After that, so they've already like Announced what's next and then What they're working on after that Elder Scrolls has a ton of content My understanding mm-hmm. um, I haven't played it, I don't really have An interest in playing it but i kind of keep hearing a lot of good things about it that it's gotten better and there is a lot of ultra scrolls lore to it you know the world has expanded and it's it's kind of unfortunate that you know it's an an mmo instead of a single player game (laughs) um Mm. and a lot of people are frustrated that you know whatever the next Elder Scrolls game is, Elder Scrolls 6, is going to take so long because they're just pumping all this stuff into ESO instead of single player. Um, I don't know. I don't play it. Probably won't play it.
0: Um, but we'll see. Same.
1: Uh, next game was a mobile game. Uh, Commander Keen. Apparently it says a lot of people are upset um, because Commander Keen was an old school game. I don't know anything about it, but apparently a lot of people loved it, and they are very upset that not only is this a mobile game, but it is nothing like the Commander King they know.
2: Um, yeah, which I can understand.
1: Yeah, I there's this whole mobile game trend, everybody, all these studios trying to get into the mobile game world with with IPs that shouldn't be going there yeah uh speaking of next on the list and commander is coming out in the summer if anybody cares probably don't um next game also on mobile elder scroll legends uh is getting moons of elsewhere dlc thing on june 27th um this i haven't played this uh but it does look kind of interesting um but it's very much a, based on what I've heard, a pay-to-win type game. You know, yeah, you can progress, but it's very slow, and you essentially have to pay to have any sort of reasonable speed of progressing in the game. So that's a big turnoff for that game. Uh, next on the list is Rage 2, Rise of the Ghosts. So Rage 2 already getting an expansion. Um, I did not note, and I don't know if you heard anything is this a paid expansion or is this free content
2: uh rage 2
1: the rise of the ghosts the
2: i do not know because i don't play rage at all okay. so i didn't i tuned out for this
1: okay well i didn't know if they said during the in conference um i didn't think uh they, they
2: may have, have but i didn't i didn't take any notes on this at all
1: apparently they have a roadmap so it was already known and it's expected to come out in august uh oh yeah there it is paid DLC even <laughs> the roadmap specifically says uh mm-hmm. okay um I haven't heard anything either way about how uh thoughts on this from people that do play um Rage two kind of came out and then people played and silent I don't know I don't actually know opinions on it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I like how that date added to August first, and I just put August anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I intend to play Rage two at some point after I go back and play Rage one, because um, it is a direct sequel, and I never played the original. Uh, next game on the list: Wolfenstein <clears throat> Cyber Pilot. Now they didn't show much, or talk about this much, but it is a VR Wolfenstein game. What would sure. you think about that?
2: <laughs> I, right, Chris, the last note I got for this whole thing is gameplay from a, from Doom Eternal, so I, All right. <laughs> I didn't care.
1: Alright, well we'll jump through these. Yeah, I uh, apparently comes out next month uh, July Oh, the same day as Wolfenstein Youngblood which is the next game on the list so yeah. I don't know if it's based on Youngblood or based on the last one or if it's completely separate but right now they have the same uh, release date and it's only 20 bucks mm-hmm. so that's cool uh, if you're into sure. that I'm sure <laughs> yeah um, so then, like I said the next game though is Wolfenstein Youngblood the next game in the Wolfenstein franchise um, yeah Looks interesting. I haven't played a Wolfenstein game. I should. or on my list to go back and play.
2: Yeah, I've played the first two. Very good, exceedingly mm-hmm. good, especially with the direct with the direction that they've taken Wolfenstein. Period. All into it. Very good. However. The old grumpy man in me comes out every time I see this Wolfenstein young blood because for some fucking reason they decided to make it where it's it's I'm sure they'll incorporate him somehow. But now it's about his two daughters Hmm. instead of him. Mm -hmm. And I know that's that sounds like you just don't like change. There are a lot of times where I don't I don't know (laughs) why we've decided to do this. You know, if Wolfenstein 1 followed uh, BJ, Wolfenstein 2 a little bit further, he's already got a woman. The woman gets pregnant, so obviously she's going to have kids. Fast forward, what, 20, 25 fucking years? Now we're playing as the kids, and they got daddy locked up? I I, was, Yeah, I'm an asshole. I don't like change, I'm going to tell you.
1: (laughs) Was there any co-op in the other ones? Like main story Uh, co-op?
2: I don't believe so, because yeah. it was usually just BJ, but at, if, I mean, of course, I don't play with, I didn't play with anybody, so even if mm-hmm. it was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known.
1: Yeah, that, that was my big note for this one, was it you can play co-op campaign, which could be a reason they decided to go with the, you know, daughters instead of pairing uh, BJ up with someone, but. Yeah,
2: okay. and I mean, if this is it, okay, if this was an offshoot, you know, if this is like a, uh, if, if. If Wolfenstein three, the whatever whatever was coming out, and then this was like just an offshoot, like a side game, like a Halo Wars offshoot, sure. you know, I wouldn't care. But it's almost like this is like the next game in the series of the story, and I'm, I'm just, I'm not a, I don't, I
1: don't care for it. I can understand that. Yeah, um, I like, I, said, I haven't played it. I've heard they're amazing games, so. Uh, they're on my list to go back and play, <laughs> the mm-hmm. backlog. Yep. Um, so the next game we saw was from Arcane Studios, and that is Deathloop. Um, this was odd. Um, not quite sure what to think about that. Uh, but it's basically like a groundhog day type story where these two assassins are trying to kill each other. I don't know how this gameplay loop works as a whole, you know, when does it end? You know, what are we going to? What's the objective in this? Uh, you know, where, why? (laughs) I think we need a lot more details. Um, I don't know that we got any sort of release information. I think this was just, uh, hey, we're working on this. Uh, very first look, so guessing no earlier than 2020. Yeah. All right. The next and uh, final game for Bethesda is Doom Eternal. They showed some more stuff. Woo.
2: Yes. I don't know if a release date was announced before this, but now, as of this, I actually have a firm release date. It is coming out this year, November 22nd. Thank yep. God. Uh, and in, and yeah, we got to see extensive gameplay. It's almost like they went through, if not half, an entire level. Uh, probably not. There's got to be way mm-hmm. more to it, but... Man, you got to see. You got it, it's. They just put the controller in somebody's hands, some fucking where, and gameplay ensued for yeah. a good five minutes. And it was multiple enemies getting taken down, getting killed, multiple scenarios and multiple rooms. And it was just, I got to see that. Yep, that they're they're doing it. It's it's gonna be good. The music matched, the action matched, everything mm-hmm. matched what I was hoping this sequel would be some new features, some new weapons, some new stuff to look forward to and yeah, this is good this is real good. This is like my last gung-ho hope for a game <laughs> this year and uh, it was it was good to get to see the gameplay. it was definitely good to get to yeah. see the gameplay on screen.
1: you know I I watched it. I didn't have any issues with it. I do not like that a big fan I say fan, a big viewer takeaway from that demo was that the person doing the demo wasn't very good at the game. Really? (laughs) Well? uh, Sure, they missed a lot. They absolutely did. I saw that. But that wasn't my takeaway. I wasn't like, man, out of all the things they've showed in this gameplay, that person's really bad. That's what I'm going to take away from it and talk about. Really? Yeah.
2: So, (laughs) I'm confused. Was that somebody's takeaway?
1: I've seen that on Twitter and on Drop Frames as mentioned and stuff like that. I
2: I was, every time he was taking hits or she, whatever, every time that, that, you know, consequences were happening, I was like, awesome. You're not, so this makes me at least feel like this is authentic. Yeah. You know, this is somebody playing it, hopefully live right now or recorded, but they didn't doctor it up. Like, this is, yeah, you're going to go through, you're going to get hit. Exactly. Uh, And, and I mean, I, it, that that really bugs me like I, I yeah. didn't hear this I, did, I, I didn't read this that's like, a really ignorant way to think about it You're, yeah. nobody's going to play through this thing a hundred percent perfect it was
1: like oh they're obviously playing on console or playing with the controller at least because <sighs> of how bad they are it's like come on
2: that yeah that's totally not even something to care about I actually enjoy the authenticity of mm-hmm. seeing somebody get hit and get hit a lot so absolutely you, good awesome
1: and uh the other thing they announced i don't know if this was heard of before but they uh talked about battle mode which is a PvP mode mm-hmm. i know nothing about it <laughs> Yeah, me um, neither. I'm, and, you know. I, I'm an outsider looking in on doom i appreciate the game for what it is but i haven't played any of the recent stuff um yeah
2: the new doom is is totally fucking awesome it's yeah. It's really nice to hear that music. I'm a big fan, man.
1: Mm-hmm. So, the other topic they talked about was that they have been working on Orion, which is a set of cloud streaming game engine technologies, which is a lot of words to say. They they developed an engine or tools for engines to use to help compatibility with Stadia and other streaming platforms like that. So they're actually putting a lot of work into making this better across the board, not just Bethesda. This is stuff that other studios will be able to use. Mm-hmm. So cool! I I love that stadia isn't in a bubble isolated just doing this on their own if we're gonna if we're gonna get a good product it is going to take this level of collaboration and effort across the board whether it be cooperative or competitive it has to be there for this to be pushed like it needs to be yeah uh any other thoughts on bethesda
2: Nope.
1: Alright. So next, technically, is Devolver Digital. I didn't even watch it. Any uh, notes for it? Uh,
2: the Carrion game looked pretty interesting. It was uh, platforming, but you didn't play as like a standard character. You played as like this tentacle thing. That looked really cool. And uh, apparently the messenger is getting some uh, uh, DLC slash sequel with Ninja Vacation. And I put, do I want to torture myself again? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> so that.
1: Okay. Um, I, I haven't even looked up the game list. So I, I feel that's bad because I, I was like, I'm going to go back and watch it. And then I never did. And I I don't really regret it. Devolver, I I can appreciate them being different, trying something else and stuff, but I'm just overall, the games don't necessarily justify that. Uh, I haven't seen anything really outstanding uh, during any of their previous conferences. So Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Uh, Next up, PC Gaming Show. Uh once again host One hosted, Note. <laughs> once again hosted by, you know, the amazing Day 9. Uh Frankie yeah. was the co-host again and they're a good pair. They both do a very good job of hosting and mm-hmm. uh,
0: yeah,
2: I'm a big fan of their press conference period. Uh I yeah. like I like their tone, I like their attitude, I like the way they present it. It was just unfortunate that I didn't care about damn near any game in this entire thing.
1: Yeah, I'll probably be going through these quicker because, yeah, there weren't a whole lot that were very interesting. Though we do have a lot of 2019 release dates in here. Uh, so that's the thing. Uh, first game, Evil Genius 2 World of Domination. I don't know what Evil Genius 1 is, uh, but apparently it's coming out in 2020. Um, one of the big PC gaming show games is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Mm-hmm. I never played the other ones. But there is a huge cult following. I don't even know if I'd say cult following at this point. A huge following for the game. Um, so finally getting a true sequel. Because I think there were some offshoots before that didn't people didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this goes back to the core. Uh, March 2020.
2: Yeah. Uh, Adam sends his regards with this one. He's looking forward to it. Or, or at least he's interested mm-hmm. in seeing how they handle it. So
1: Yeah, I... I figured he would be. And I think he actually talked about it before. uh, Mm -hmm. One of the last times he was on. The next game was interesting. It is Starmancer. Uh, It's published by Chucklefish. Which I know I've seen them publish games. But Almanux is the developer. Which I'm not familiar with. But this is... This is a game that I never heard of. I don't know if this is the first release of it or not. But it is a looks to be sort of a Dwarf Fortress meets space type thing which I love Dwarf Fortress um, so okay tell me when it's coming out and I'll uh, throw it on my list and maybe even pre-order it <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: um next on the list was Chivalry 2 uh didn't play the first one and now there is a game that is a direct competitor already out that is likely better than this is going to be so that's not good for the chivalry guys <laughs> uh, it comes out in 2020 though so maybe they can look at what the other game does which I don't remember what it the name is it starts with an M maybe um, about a year <laughs> no it's nah. one word uh, I, I don't remember I keep hearing it's basically realistic combat like, the way you swing your angles and everything matter a ton. Um, and Chivalry kind of did that first, I think. At least in mm. recent memory. And then this yeah. other game came along was better. And now Chivalry 2 is coming out. And, yeah, it's a thing. Uh, next on the list, Planet Zoo. I mean, it's a zoo sim. Uh, and this one, they're looking to expand it further. There's a beta this summer. Uh, comes out november 5th uh, of this year Um, real quick uh, one thing we didn't address for the pc gaming show is that it was sponsored by epic which we talked about a little bit before Um, there are only four games that i confirmed are epic exclusives out of this list of 33 games so the Hmm. concern over how many of these are going to be epic exclusive some of these could change Maybe they did, and they just didn't announce it during the conference, you know. But I did research after and during and confirmed. uh, I couldn't find information on two of them. They confirmed either way. But four out of 32, not bad. Not a big concern then. Uh, But Shilbury 2 was the first one that was Epic Exclusive confirmed. Um, But yeah, Planet Zoo. It looks to be fun, November 5th. Uh, Next game was Mosaic. Uh, I don't remember what that game was. Comes out this year. I don't think they gave a, uh, actual date. They just said 2019. Uh, I'd have to actually pull it up on Steam to see what this game was. Uh, let's see. Oh, this was the kind of, uh, depressing, uh, atmospheric game don't know how you know gameplay wise but it's kind of a I'm assuming a play on you know modern society, phone society, etc. blah 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 Mm -hmm. whatever Um, it's a thing Uh, 2019 release date Uh, next game was Midnight Ghost Hunt so (laughs) this is a interesting game in that it is a offshoot of the prop hunt type of genre which is really a typically a mod type game uh for like gary's mod has a mode in it uh call of duty added a mode in one of their games for this i believe or something like that um thank you rabbit's escaping uh but It had some additional premise to it of um, the ghost, which is, you know, people that hide in props can actually fight back. And then when it hits midnight, if they survive to that point, they go on the offensive. (laughs) So it 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 looks interesting and I'm sure it'll be like probably a $20 game if that. So maybe I'll uh, give that a shot. Uh, There is no release date that I found on that, but we'll see. Uh, It's another one, the Coffee Stain Publishing Games, which we see throughout PC Gaming Show every year, at least recently. Um, Mm -hmm. they published a lot of indies. Uh, Next game was Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy. Uh, I didn't play the first one. I don't think I've heard of this game. Nope. Nope. it's a action, RPG, roguelite, etc. Um, okay, coming in 2020. We'll see when we get some more information. I don't know that I would be interested. It looks too stylized. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so, Mutant Year Zero, Seed of Evil is the next game and I want to look this up to confirm, but I believe it is a uh, DLC, yeah, it is. So Mutant Year Zero getting its, I think, first DLC, Uh yeah. Uh, coming out July 30th, I played Mutant Year Zero and I like it at the premise of it, but I got to a point in the game where I was like, I feel kind of stuck because you can't replay maps you have like the story progression you have some side stuff of course but i felt like i was to the point where all the side stuff was too hard i didn't really mm. have a spot to just level up you know yeah um and i don't know if that was just me or what i was playing on normal i didn't play on hard or anything like that but i don't know uh good to see skiing a curious to see if there's any other quality of life changes in there as well that may draw me back into the game. Uh, $15 DLC. I'll probably do it eventually. Um, maybe I'll wait for it to go on sale or something. Alright, next game was Conan Unconquered. Uh, this is a survival type game. Uh, base building type game, city builder, RTS, there's a lot of different words we can use to describe it, Uh, it's actually already out, it's been out for a couple weeks, uh, but reviews on Steam are mixed, so, and what I was hearing during E3 was not that good of a game, Um, I'm really curious why it was even at E3, since it's already out and it's not a DLC or something, uh, hmm. typically it's for things that aren't out yet. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, next game was Moons of Madness. Uh, Moons of Madness is actually a horror game. Uh, it's coming out on Halloween, as a matter of fact. Um, I... Let's see. I don't even remember what this one was. I, I'm not a big horror game fan, so I probably won't be playing this. I... Uh,
2: I am, but I wasn't really interested in this one.
1: Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, Yeah, first person horror game. Uh, Okay. So, (laughs) the next game uh, is Conan Chop Chop. Now, there's a lot of debate about this game. Because the trailer for this game dropped April 1st. So, as you know, considered an April Fool's joke
0: mm-hmm.
1: now the question is was it an April Fool's joke and now they're making it or was it not an April Fool's joke and they were intending to make it all along, <laughs> all along. did they see that people actually wanted to play and decided to actually make it um, which wouldn't be the first game to do that I don't think uh, if I recall correctly Goat Simulator was also teased on April 1st or was actually released or something and it was like, yeah, this is an actual game. Um, yeah, but it comes out in September. It is a... Uh, w- top... It's a roguelike stick figure uh, game. I'm probably going to play it just to see. <laughs> it, it seems like it'd be a laugh, you know. Um, September 3rd. According... Yeah, that's what they announced, too. And that's what uh, Steam says. Okay. Uh, Let's go ahead and add it to my wish list. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Next game was Last Oasis. Uh, I don't remember this game at all. Which one was this? Oh, this is the traveling base fighting game thing? You build little vehicles. It reminds me of... uh, is it Besieged, which lets you build contraptions to accomplish goals? Yeah,
2: I believe so, yeah.
1: Yeah, it reminded me of that, but against, like, based in, in a world where you build your base, and apparently you can actually build a base on the ground and then pack it up in your vehicle and move it around. So, okay. Seems interesting. Uh, we'll see. Uh, let's see. September 3rd, uh, same day as... Conan Chop Chop, actually, which is I thought was amusing, because uh, they were back-to-back on the trailers as well. Um, and I think it's intending to go into early access at some point, too. They have a note on the Steam page for that. Mm. Um, next game looks very interesting, and that is Age of Wonders Planetfall. Now, this is published by Paradox, who, if I'm not mistaken, also do... uh, Are they behind... Sit? No, they do uh, City Skylines and Stolaris. So they're in the, you know, top-down, strategy-based games like that. Um, Historical strategy games, if you will, is the way they are worded on wiki. Um, This looked like it contained aspects of that, like Stolaris Civilization but then when you go down into a fight, it looked like XCOM type combat, Hmm. turn-based tile-based combat, which looks amazing. Uh, and I did watch a little bit of an interview that they, those guys did game comes out August 6th. I'm probably going to be playing it. (laughs) It looked really good. Uh, especially I, I play Civ games. Um, they actually put it already on my wish list, so I didn't know when it uh when it comes out. Uh yeah. The next game was Zombie Army 4 Dead War. Um I don't know anything about this franchise. I didn't know it was a franchise. <laughs> um it's by the people that made Sniper Elite. Um apparently okay so the zombie army trilogy is standalone sniper elite campaigns where they replace zombie or nazis with zombie nazis so basically the same thing (laughs) just you're fighting zombies okay Mm -hmm. sure uh probably won't be playing it didn't really jump out at me as anything special uh i do like i haven't played any of the sniper elites though i have one of the latest ones on my steam library now uh seems interesting I like the uh, Sniper Elite mechanics to it. You know, being able to see your bullet go through the enemy and stuff like that. Um, okay. So next game was Remnant from the Ashes. My takeaway from this was it is a Souls-type game with guns. If that makes sense. <laughs> sure, yeah. I, I don't know... If that's what's actually gonna be but that's kind of the uh, takeaway from what I saw and what I heard people talking about. Uh, Release date is August 20th you can pre-order for August 16th. I probably won't be playing it but I'll be watching someone play through it to see what it actually is Uh, because it's at least got me curious as to how it works mechanically so we'll see. next game was Griftlands. this is a interesting game um because first of all it is a card based game you know your abilities and things you can do are based on cards you know similar uh i think the one closest is is like slay the spire where you have a list a set of cards that are your options available to you and it's a roguelike uh and you can like negotiate or fight and it has a lot of choices to it on you can approach situations in different ways uh, uh, release date July 11th so less than a month now uh, I might check it out uh, steam doesn't have a price for it so I don't know how much it's gonna be I imagine it probably a $20 game so that's easy enough to you know at least try uh, one of the perhaps bigger announcements for at least certain crowds uh, during the PC Gaming Conference was we heard more about Shinmu 3. Uh, I don't know how much of the information there was completely new. It looked very much like the other ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I wrote down November 19th, but I'm seeing August 27th uh yeah i'm seeing mixed i think it's november 19th i think they pushed it back is what i'm seeing um okay cool i'll i need to get caught i need to i think i beat one and didn't beat two or i need to go back and play the one and two uh i'll probably do that on steam or wherever else they did the you know re-release uh of the game uh okay next on the list songs of conquest uh, oh, are you gonna play Shimu? or do you have no interest? Did you ever play on Dreamcast? Uh,
2: yeah, I did not. So I, yeah, could tell okay.
1: you. Understandable. Uh, so Songs of Conquest, another Coffee Stain polishing game. Uh, it. My first thought was it reminded me of uh, Graveyard Keeper type graphics. You know that pixelated style. Um, And this is what I've heard, it's an adventure strategy game uh, similar to like Might and Magic uh, before. Uh, Looks interesting. They're doing a closed alpha soon at some point, uh, but it doesn't come out until late 2020. Um, So this is the initial uh, look at it. I'm interested. I kind of want to see where it goes. Um, Next on the list is Warhammer Vermintide 2 Versus. So this is their PvP DLC or mode. I I say DLC expansion. I don't think it's actually paid content. I could be wrong, but it sounds like just adding a PvP mode to the game. Uh, I know nothing about Warhammer Vermintide. I've heard mixed, I want to say mixed opinions on it, um, but a lot of people like it. So, hey, good for them. And that actually was releasing the next day, I think. Uh, or that day. Because I think the conference was on the 11th. Yeah, Tuesday, which is the day it released. Um, uh, no, it was actually the day after. The conference was the 10th. Yeah. So always like when it's like, yeah, we're releasing this today or we're releasing this tomorrow. Uh, the next game on the list, is Per Aspera and I it seems to be a uh, I think the way I heard it was it is a macro base simulation game. The the difference there being that uh, a lot of sims it's like down to individual you know, buildings and people in the buildings and, you know, building up from there. This, based on what people were saying, sounds like it's more, all right, this is a large chunk of a base. This is another large chunk of a base. This is connecting things or connecting bases. So you kind of deal on a higher level. um, Kind of more like how Civ, you deal with your cities instead of your real individual, you know, buildings, even though your cities have buildings. But if that makes sense. Um. So it's interesting. Uh, I don't know if I'll play it or not. I think I would have to see or hear something really good about it, like a unique mechanic or something like that, that kind of makes, that separates it from the uh, rest of the simulation games, Um, even as a simulation Mm. fan, like I am uh, or a cheap price (laughs) may get me to try it. Um, But it's, Release date 2020, no specifics, so we'll see. Uh, Another one of the really curious games of the PC gaming conference is uh, Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey. Um, We saw a little bit about this last year. Uh, I believe this is another E3 2018 game announced. It... I don't know what to think about it quite yet. Do you have any thoughts on it?
2: Mm, no, not really.
1: <laughs> I can kind of understand the premise. Um, I This is another one where I saw an interview for it. Uh, and the guy that made it, uh, he's actually the one of the original creators of Assassin's Creed. I um, saw that that was a little... Neat tidbit they, uh, mentioned. Uh, but you're playing, uh, whatever level of evolutions, you know, humans came from. Uh, I believe they said it's the last common ancestor between apes and humans. So, way back when. And, uh, you start, like, ten million years ago, but then you advance, like, millions of years. <laughs> Throughout the gameplay, which is Mm. interesting and I'm curious how they do those mechanics. Um, August 27th, so not too far out before uh, that game actually comes out. Um, Auto Chess was next. That's a, there's a whole thing about Auto Chess. Uh, This was the, I don't even know which one this was. This was a... Yeah, I'm not getting into auto-chess history, but there's Dota auto-chess, there's a Valve Underlords auto-chess game now, and then there's an, a separate auto-chess that's not related to either because Dota wanted to do their own thing and using, instead of using the mod. Whatever. It's a whole mess. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah. I, I want to say it's coming out, it's out, I don't know. Uh, oh wait, no, it's not out because this is the one that's going to be an Epic Exclusive so okay uh sure anyway (laughs) Uh, i i like the premise auto chess it seems interesting but the whole mess around all the different versions and how to actually play it and all this stuff it's like okay sure yeah um the next game on the list was chris tales uh I don't know what this is. I don't know,
2: but you bet I have a lot to say about it.
1: Well, because it has my name misspelled in it. Yeah, sure.
2: I have contributed to the PC gaming e3. Conference <laughs> now,
1: um, oh, I guess it's actually two words. Interesting. I thought it was one. The logo has it as one, but it's actually two. Sure. Anyway uh it is a action rpg type game um i don't know that we saw enough i'd have to actually go and look more in depth at it oh there's a demo out okay i didn't know that so i'll go give that a try and report back on that next week um yeah we'll see talk about more next week comes out 2020 (laughs) uh next game was the val and I see your icon this on the, this one.
2: It's the only note that I took, and I hope you weren't anticipating, because all I put down was, nice graphics, side-scrolling action.
1: <laughs> so this, if I'm not mistaken, this was the uh, Contra-type game?
2: Looked like it, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. this game, it looks take a lot of inspiration from Contra, yeah. Like you said, side scrolling, 2D, action platformer, uh, pi- more pixel type art uh, than you know modern graphics, which is fine. This game doesn't really need anything out there. Uh, 2019 release date, nothing more specific than that. Uh, next game, Borderlands 3, we talked enough about that. Nothing new here. We've seen everything we need to see from that. Um, September 13th if you forgot the release date from the other million times you've heard it uh next game was one of the more amusing ones from this and that was Maneater uh you play a shark okay (laughs) it looks silly (laughs) and fun uh I don't know let's see did I put a release date no 2019 they don't have one yet uh but you play as a shark and apparently there's RPG mechanics. You have like leveling systems and stuff as a shark. Here you go. Another (laughs) non-humanoid. Yeah, You can eat the humans instead. Uh, Too
2: cute for my taste. Trying to be ah, cute.
1: Gotcha. Uh, And it is going to be an epic exclusive for a year. Uh, Which is kind of sad. Cause I, was, I think i was gonna play i think i already put my i was gonna put my wishlist on steam when i saw that uh okay next one is terraria journey's end this is the next uh dlc expansion whatever you want to call it for terraria which has a ton of content at this point i believe <laughs> uh Journey's End, I think someone was saying it's like the second-to-last expansion they're gonna do for the game or something, or it might be its final major update. Uh, Okay, I hope uh, Terraria fans like it. I haven't played it. um, So not much to contribute there. So the next game was Telling Lies. Um, this is a FNV type game where you're working out some sort of puzzle, I guess. Um, it looks huge for what it is. For FNV, they're usually shorter games, but the amount of characters and stuff they show during the, uh the video, the trailer, whatever you want to call it. It looked like a lot of content to it. Uh, and... Let's see, anything... Nope, I think that's it for that game. I didn't really get anything gameplay-wise from other than this FMV. And you're trying to decipher these and messages and find hidden stuff. Um, comes out this year uh next up warframe empyrean uh empyrean's the next warframe expansion dlc whatever you want to call it they didn't announce much because they're doing the full reveal on july 6th uh, at uh uh what is it basically their con their little event they have uh i'm sure warframe fans are going to like that i haven't played it which is a shame, but I have a lot of games to play. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, next up was Genesis Noir. I think that's how you say that. Um, it's. I don't know what this game is, and I was made even more confused when I read the Steam description, which says. That the game is set before, during, and after the Big Bang. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Um, no release date whatsoever. I mean, the release date on Steam on their Steam page says before, during, and after the Big Bang. So doubling down on that one-liner. Um, yep. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the next game was. I'm using on the dropped frames, uh, restream. So the premise is you're a boy who, uh, is trying to find his mother. He's in this monastery. So you have to escape there. It's a, uh, still, basically a stealth game. Uh, but as soon as they said, you know, small child in monastery, people were immediately making comparisons to, uh, a boy, you know, in a uh, church type thing. So, all right. Um. Yeah, looks, looks like a little, I don't know if the game is supposed to be cutesy or not, because it seems to be more of a serious setting, but the art style lends itself to possibly being a cutesy game. I think it'll just, you know, more time will tell uh the last game they showed was the uh was Baldur's Gate 3 so what had been announced at Stadia this was the big reveal for a PC gaming show um no release date Uh, basically all they did was share you know some background on uh excuse me on how they you know got to doing the game and stuff so Good for them. Uh, look forward to maybe getting caught up on the franchise and playing it when it comes out. There were... <laughs> I have two notes for non-gaming stuff. Because, of course, you know, the PC gaming show is sponsored by people other than Epic, you know, Samsung and whatnot. Uh, so Samsung showed a 27-inch, 240Hz G-Sync curved gaming monitor uh, that's coming out next month. The biggest thing, my big takeaway here and the only reason I really noted it down was that it was less than $400. Um, cannot do 4K, which is what someone in the audience asked, <laughs> which is what the little tidbit was there uh, during that little mm-hmm. conversation with Day9 mm-hmm. and the Samsung guy. Uh, less than $400 for 27-inch curved monitor? That seems like a pretty good deal. I mean, I don't... I haven't necessarily browsed the market too much for code monitors because it's not something that really appeals to me, but seems like a good deal. And I noted down the gaming chair they showed for two reasons. One, the brand is called E-Win. E-Win. All right. Playing off the eSports, E, you mm-hmm. know, type thing. Silly name. Second, it looks like every other gaming chair.
2: yeah exactly
1: okay sure Uh, hope you didn't spend too much money sponsoring there because I don't think it did you any good (laughs) Uh, any other thoughts on the PC gaming show nope I contributed what I could alright very well so the next conference was Ubisoft uh, they opened up with a Assassin's Creed Symphony uh, kind of advertising their tour they're doing. That's cool. Um, mm. The first game they showed, and this has been a very controversial... I say controversial, not really. It's a lot of confusion and questions around it, basically. <laughs> and there, I think the better way to put it is there's a lot of doubt about the game. Um, Watch Dogs does not have a good history. So this Watch Dogs Legion game, which looks really good, may not be that at release, you know, Uh, Mm. kind of the the first Watch Dogs we saw, the gameplay, the trailer at E3 looked amazing, looked really, really good. And then the first, when the game was released, it was like, this is not what we saw. And a lot of people were unhappy about that. Uh, Watch Dogs 2, I don't know how well it did. I don't know anybody that played it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Apparently, it did well enough that they wanted uh, the second one to come out and then the third one.
2: Uh, so, here's the thing. Yeah. And this is the only note that I took for this conference, was this game. Okay. Because this is the only thing that I found interesting. And I didn't, I as well, have not played the original Watchdog games. So, one and two, I've not played. I've seen them from afar. And I think... I actually have no. I have Sleeping Dogs. I don't have watchdogs. Dogs. Uh, <laughs> two totally different games, yeah. so to speak. The interesting premise to this mm-hmm. was the idea that you could take a character through the game, and you kind of have some free will. You kind of have some decisions to make, and maybe mm-hmm. may, or and or maybe there are multiple ways to approach a situation and reach an outcome. Right, but either through bad decision making or bad choice uh, picking or what have you, your character could die as in permadeath die, Yep. which then in that particular time of the story swaps to another character that basically Mm -hmm. picks up where you left off and your death is canon in the story. So they know who you are. They know what you were doing. And they acknowledge that you have died. And I said, okay, this has potential to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And it got even more interesting whenever it showed the collage of the characters. And it was, I don't know, like a 10 by 10 grid of character faces. So that's that's pretty awesome. Now, yeah. that I agree with the audience that is skeptical because that's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine... man that's that that is a lot imagine playing a game imagine playing say i don't know imagine playing an rpg and then chapter three you die in battle so another character takes your spot and rides the story onward and that could happen again or maybe it won't mm -hmm. but imagine you play the same scenario but you didn't die until chapter 9 and then the character takes over again but takes right th- like uh, that has th- my gears in my mind work and spin when i think about this game and this gameplay mechanic but whether it pays plays out that way and whether it pays off only time and release will tell
1: yeah the so I actually watched a like twenty minute follow-up video uh that talked about the uh play anyone mechanic. Mm-hmm. Basically, you can recruit anyone you see in an NPC, but they take varying levels of effort. Some are supportive of this, you know, whatever group. I can't even uh Dead Sec, which your characters are a part of. Um and some of them are easier, some support, and you can recruit them quicker. Others will take a lot of work. And there's actually other mechanics to the game, like uh, if you, if you, the player, go around killing a lot of the uh, enemies and whatnot, they will actually remember that, and they will not like DeadSec even more. So if they were friends with someone that you killed... They will be very difficult, you know, if not impossible to recruit. So this kind of living world they're going with seems very interesting. Um, I think what it comes down to is there are going to be several archetypes of characters. And this is where the doubt kind of comes into place. Like, okay, well, how's the voice acting going to work? How is, uh, how are moves and personalities going to work? You know, uh, my assumption is that there are, you know, like I said, types. You have a combat type, you know, a tech type, etc. And they're going to have similar moves. Uh, they're going to have similar actions, you know, like visually move the same way, etc. Or based on body type, like you saw the old lady. Um, they're probably, all the old ladies will probably be pretty similar, you know. Uh, they did show that every NPC stuff is kind of generated... Uh, I don't know if it's saying dynamically if they already assigned it all, but they put a lot of effort into generating all these stats so that everybody is a little bit different. You know, even if you have two people that are good with drones, one person may be good with drones in one way, while the other person's good with drones in another way. You know, so they're not going to be identical, even though they're both drone experts, so to speak. Uh, There'll be different stat boosts based on what type of, you know, person they are. You know, fighters will obviously have a boost to melee combat type thing. Um, And going into a situation with the wrong character will lead to possible death. Uh, Capture, all that. Uh, So, I, you know, voice and animations aside, I really like the concept. And I hope it looks as good when they actually release the game as the trailer gameplay did. Um... And yeah, the other aspect of it was all the different routes you could take. Like when we saw her hop on top of the drone uh, to get, you know, into an area, I believe that's just one way to do that. You know, you could go in guns blazing or try to find another way in. I don't know if there would be in that particular scenario, but it looks like you have options, you know. Um, The situation they showed where the character died, that was a... Probably stupid decision to just jump in like that. <laughs> um, and go straight ham, you know, guns blazing, as I just said. And that he paid the consequences. Uh saved yep. the guy though. The other part is he did save the guy and got him away from them. Uh cost him his life, so but was it worth it? Is that a, that's a game decision you're gonna have to make as the player, you know? Is this person worth risking this character? Or do I just let him be captured or die or something and keep who i have there's there's so much potential yeah, for it that yeah looked game. interesting uh, release date for that is march 6th of next year of 2020 okay um next game on the list was rainbow six siege uh, operation phantom site is their new little i don't know if they call them dlc's or expansions or what uh, Adding new operators, maps, etc. I don't know what all is part of it, but another Siege update. Uh, I know Siege has a huge uh, fan base, so cool. Uh, next one I didn't care about at all, Brawlhalla is adding Adventure Time characters. The biggest part of that was I was relieved that Adventure Time wasn't getting another game of their own because it doesn't deserve it. It's a terrible cartoon. Yeah. They should be ashamed of themselves. Wow. Um, <laughs> you heard it but here, add, folks. But adding them in as Brawlhalla characters, sure, whatever. I don't play Brawlhalla, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, but it was available that day, uh, the characters in uh, Brawlhalla. Um, okay. So the next game is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. While I don't know that I have any interest in the game itself... This was a damn good trailer. Um, Yeah,
2: the trailer itself was good, yes.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, The Punisher, I believe he uh, plays the role of, is in that kind of scenario is perfect for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, next Ghost Recon game, obviously, this had already been announced. I don't know how much was announced, how much was leaked ahead of time, or what when they've talked about this. I haven't followed it at all. Uh, comes out October 4th. Uh, they are... Uh, there's a couple big changes they're making, I guess. Uh, the biggest one I noted was that they're going to add AI teammates for you again. I guess they took it out on one of the recent Ghost Recon games. So instead of having your squad... Uh, you only had your squad if you were playing multiplayer. But now, if you're playing solo, you will get the AI teammates again. Which is cool. Give solo players like me some love. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have friends, so I need to play by myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, October 4th, and there is a beta September 5th. Uh, looks cool. Uh, I believe premise is you're going after people that you trained with and fought with before that betrayed the organization, you know, gone off and become terrorists or whatever they're doing. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. The trailer alone made me almost want to go play it. It was so good. Uh, The next game was confusing. Uh, I actually had to look it up and do some more research. But the game is called Elite Squad. And it is a mobile game um, yeah five versus five uh, tactics type game if it wasn't a mobile game and wasn't it have mobile mechanics I'd probably be interested in at least trying it but I probably won't as a mobile game uh, I did note down for those interested it has PvP guild versus guild and a campaign to it uh, next up just Dance 2020, it's the next Just Dance game. Yeah, nobody's surprised at all. Comes out in November. There you go. Um, I did... I When I saw it, I did think uh, if I'm going to end up buying it uh, for my daughter. Because um, one of the reasons we didn't record last week was my daughter had a dance recital. Um, so she's getting into dance now. And I'm kind of curious if cool. this might be the time to, you know, buy... The new game for her to play. Um, Sure. I need to see what kind of dancing it has in it (laughs) because it's Mm -hmm. not just, you know, club dancing. She's actually doing dance, dance, um, taking like four different, three different styles next year. It's silly. Um, Anyway, so I'm I'm keeping an eye on it. We'll see. Uh, Next game was For Honor Uh, Shadows of the Hidakiri. I don't know. Um, I was, I was very curious about this game, and then as the trailer played more, I was like, wait, this looks like a For Honor expansion. Sure enough, For Honor expansion, disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted a standalone game. The premise, the kind of background they were giving, the story, seemed interesting. Um, but I'm not very interested in, uh, For Honor. But available, uh... I put now through June 27th. I don't know how they do their things. I don't know if it's a limited time thing. or, And then it's gone forever or what. I I have no idea. Uh, Okay. Next game uh, is Rainbow Six Quarantine. So the next uh, PVE Rainbow Six game has co-op. Now the interesting thing. And I need to go back and watch the trailer again. I forgot to do that. But I noted down at one point on the screen, it said three versus three. That's typically a PvP term, not PvE. So I'm kind of yeah. curious if it's both or what. Um, but we'll see. Uh, so next game they talked about was Division 2. Uh, they are adding their expansions, and I didn't see any particular dates on it, but uh, the first thing was that from the 13th through 16th, which, and by listening to this, it'll probably already be too late, uh, you could play Division 2 for free. So, they seem to be desperate to get players in. Uh, I hear people that like Division 2, but it seemed to have kind of fallen to the wayside, as... It's more division, not not new enough, and that was kind of my impression when I tried during the beta. Nothing really new, you know. Uh, there were sure there were quality of life changes, but that's about it. But for those that are interested, the uh, three episodes they talked about is uh, the first one is DC Outskirts Expeditions, the second is Pentagon, the last Castle. The third one they didn't give a name for, but it looks to be staged in New York. And the last one comes out early 2020, so pretty short timeline for all three DLCs to come out. Some of the premises seemed interesting. Uh, You're actually leaving DC uh, for the first time, so that's cool, I guess. Uh, Apparently there's going to be a Division movie on Netflix. Okay... I don't know. It, I guess out of all the games, a military shooting FPS game like Division would kind of make more sense with movies that already exist. There wouldn't be too much of a leap. Um, yeah, it like, like it would taking... be easy,
2: easy to make.
1: Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it won't be absolute garbage. Maybe it will be better than the games. We'll see. Um, <laughs> the next game they showed was interesting, and that was Roller Champions. I understand the premise. It is PvP, a team-based PvP game where you're basically, uh, it's roller skating, you know. And it reminded me a lot of Rocket League, just on roller skates. And kind of racing, you know. I didn't Mm -hmm. really, I don't know. I probably won't play it. I don't know if I'll even watch anybody play it. I'll probably just listen <laughs> to some opinions and that'll be about it. Yeah. Um, the last game they showed was Curious. Uh, it is called Gods and Monsters. Uh, which coincidentally is the name of a 1998 drama slash indie film. Mm-hmm. And the more you know. Um, so this is from the makers of Assassin's Creed. Um, kind of Basically, you're helping the gods. The gods need your help. Something like that. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the art style shown. I think that they could have gone with something a little bit better. But maybe in the actual gameplay, it'll make more sense and be okay. Uh, But this is kind of our first look at it, I think. As far as I'm aware. Uh, But it comes out February 25th. So, not far out. Uh, eight months or so. All right. The big, you know, I don't even know what this Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet was. It seems like a parody game dev, or not, was that the parody game dev thing? I don't even know. I think it was. It's going to be on Apple TV, apparently. I don't have that. Don't care. And the whole thing looked weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And I've seen at least one developer tweet about how that's not the kind of movie they need. (laughs) They don't need fake development stuff with all the things that are going around, you know, developers are dealing with now. Uh, But the big non-gaming thing was Ubisoft Uplay Plus. Alright, so them having their Uplay and all that, all these, same as EA has theirs. Not surprising. It's $15 a month. Way too much for me to get. But here's the big thing. Uh, they're starting trials, or at least the first wave of whatever in September. But in 2020, Uplay Plus will be on Stadia. Now, this is... It was this moment where I was like, okay, now now we're seeing more more meat for Stadia. Because if Stadia, Mm -hmm. if you have to buy your games, like I said, that kind of negates my whole desire for it. But if I am able to play the Ubisoft library... You know games as they come out that are published by Ubisoft, which is a lot of games I play. Uh, I don't know. I, I would have to sit down and look and see if $15 a month would be worth it, but uh, just on the surface level, if these services that we can get are on Stadia, um, say Xbox wasn't competing with Stadia and we had Xbox Game Pass on Stadia, okay, that'd be a lot more content. So Uplay Plus is a good start for that to see, okay, more content on Stadia because you have Stadia free and you play for Uplay Plus. Would that then be worth it? I imagine some people, yeah. So more of a library can't hurt Stadia, right? Right.
2: That many what they can get.
1: And again, more collaboration is what this needs if it's going to succeed. So I was pretty happy to see that. Alright, I'm assuming you have nothing else for Ubisoft? Nope. (laughs) Alright, here we go. Square Enix. We saw... the crowd go wild over a menu with a few (laughs) little boop boop noises. Yep, Because it is one, a lot of us know, it was the Final Fantasy VII new game continue screen, start screen. Mm-hmm. And they added an option for remake and they mouse down and back up, you know, or whatever it is, cursor, Moved the cursor down and up and had that little beat playing. Oh man, I was right there along with the crowd with the chills and nostalgia just hit me when they did that. And then we saw more for the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, They, man, they showed the entirety, it seemed like, of the Guard Scorpion fight. They showed a lot more mechanic-wise. We know now that Episode One is going to be Midgar, which is kind of what was expected, but... What was, you know, a pretty small chunk of the Final Fantasy VII game as a whole, they've expanded upon. And I don't know how long this is going to be, but I fully expect it to be way longer than Midgar and Final Fantasy VII actually is, or, you know, was in this remake. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on it? I've been talking, I need to rest my throat for a minute.
2: (laughs) Uh... Oh boy, so the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, th- the first thing that we've ever seen of this uh, was a trailer we talked about before, and I gotta tell you, that was the one that that took me out of, immediately out of the, oh man, this, this looks good, that's oh, good, Final Fantasy VII's going a remake, cool, hope it goes well, to holy shit. <laughs> this is I, I. This is this is good. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we got a longer trailer this time around, a little longer than the the concert that was at the previous night. Uh, three big takeaways. Well, four if you count the pre order bonus. But three big takeaways was uh, and, and mind you, uh, check our previous episodes for Final Fantasy VII remake discussion. Because a lot of that would just be... I would just be regurgitating a lot of that. Uh, I love the accuracy. I love the attention to detail. I love how things look like they should look. They look like upgraded stuff from Final Fantasy VII back in the PlayStation. That's awesome. Uh, We got to see Tifa. So she was was shown in this trailer. Awesome. Not only in movie cutscene, but also in battle. Uh, We got to see Sephiroth. Uh, Now take note that they did... So, here's the thing, and I hate I, I realize I've been speaking a lot for Adam, uh, but you know he's not here to record, so we talk a lot, <laughs> and he he mentions stuff uh Adam's a little apprehensive about this game, um oh well, he's not well not apprehensive, he's still gonna get it, but he's he's worried he's nervous, and I asked him why and he said well they they said that that part one is going to be Midgir. Mm-hmm. uh, and he heard somewhere and I have not confirmed this, I haven't looked it up, I don't know if even Square has confirmed it or not, but he, he said that he was under the impression that, it's just, that the game was only going to be two parts. Three. Not three.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, there have been
1: various rumors, but I think right. it's still three parts is the thought.
2: Oh, his hesitation is, and it's understandable too, that they said it's going to be Midgar. Okay, mm-hmm. so is it only going to be Midgar? Because mm-hmm. Midgar as a whole... In the totality of Final Fantasy VII, uh, while there were uh, quite a few things to do in Midgar at the beginning of Disc 1, Midgar was only about maybe a seventh of the game, Mm -hmm. maybe even an eighth of the entire game. So if part one is literally only going to be one eighth of the entirety of Final Fantasy VII, is the rest of the game going to be... Are they going to do everything in Final Fantasy 7, like everything, like Fort Condor, side quests, side missions, everything. And they are they going to do everything to the level of detail that we've seen so far with this? Now, I told them that I had heard that the game, that part one was only going to include Midgar. I heard that Midgar, that part one was going to be all the way up until era's death. And that I also heard it was going to be three parts. So that would make a little bit more sense but it is something to think about it is something that and i feel we are justified in. i feel we as fans need to press square about this you know this is they're telling us details but we we need to know everything like are you doing everything in this game as a remake or are you just cherry picking certain parts and certain aspects and that's all we're going to get because that I agree with Adam that will let that would let me down that would be I would not like that at all Um, and we don't know we have no way of knowing right now Uh, we know the game is going to be done in parts and we know we're getting the first part soon and that's it so hopefully more details along this line Will come out again. I just, just to, just to stress this. I am super excited for this. I every Mm -hmm. every time that I see these trailers, I see more updated action. I see more updated cinematics, more updated battles, all this stuff. And every time I see more stuff, it makes me more and more excited for this. This is this is going in the direction that I want. But I'll agree with Adam. I mean, this is this is my sentiment too. I mean, I want everything in this game i bring this up right now because uh so we saw sephiroth in this trailer Mm -hmm. and this was looked like it was taken out of a scene or in ref in reference to a scene where cloud and sephiroth were in uh nibelheim going or they were in the reactor actually so that is obviously outside of midger so right. if this was just from part one that's a little bit of assurance but again we don't know maybe they were showing a clip from part two we're just we just don't know at this point um bringing yeah. this back up though bringing this back up because i don't want this to be a big negative thing it was just it, it was something that I, it's been swimming in my mind for a bit and yeah, Adam kind of put the nail on the head. Like I want to I I'd love to know. I want somebody from Square to come out and go, "Hey, don't worry. Everything that you played in 7 is coming here." And to this detail. Uh
1: Yeah, so that makes sense. And, go, ahead,
0: go
2: ahead. Um
1: I there are a couple different things that may or may not be reassuring in relation to that. Um one thought is there was the question of are they going to even have the overworld um, with the level of detail they're putting into it or will we just be going city to city? You know, not having the overworld would take some time out of the game. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, at some point, uh, and again, I would need to do some research and confirm this, I think Vincent and Yuffie are not optional characters anymore, so we're going to be forced to get them, so we'll have a perhaps slightly different approach to at least Yuffie maybe or we just go to you know her uh, island over there and then that's when we get her or something like that you know um so there's going to be less exploration perhaps of at least the overworld that's just a thought a concept you know would that be okay though because the overworld is a huge part of this was a big map to explore um Especially with the, you know, uh, Kokobo and the airship and all that. Not being able to fly the airship would be kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I could see it being used as a, you know, quote unquote shortcut to put more detail into cities and the story that way and kind of skip having to build out the whole world in this massive way they're doing.
2: Yeah. Uh so we got T we got Sephiroth, and then uh we got a release date. So this game is coming out, uh or at least the first part is coming out mm-hmm. uh March third, two thousand twenty. Yeah. So you know, we have a little over a year to or a little under a year to wait, and that's fine. Totally fine. But now it's just gonna be straight anticipation. Yep. Now we know what we're, we know a lot about what we're getting. We know the quality of what we're getting, uh, and this trailer just built upon that. the The other uh, nice tidbit was there is a collector's edition. Of course, there's a collector's mm-hmm. edition with this, uh, and as a pre order bonus, you're going to get. Uh, it looked like the. I don't know if it's the same exact one, but it looked like the uh, motorcycle model from from back in the day. It's got clouds mm-hmm. sitting on it with the, with the Buster Sword to the side, and uh, yeah, we'll be getting that as a that. That was that looked very cool. Very expensive right. though. I think it's like three hundred and something plus yep, dollars. It's about three hundred and forty dollars. But, but hey it's a n it's another chance to get that motorcycle statue folks so <laughs>
1: you want to know something
2: you're gonna you already got it pre-ordered I already got pre-ordered <laughs> bingo yeah um, uh it sounds like I'm keeping I'm keeping it short and I mean I am because of time but also because a lot of this stuff I've already ran through all of this yeah. this this did nothing but bolster my excitement even more I'm glad I got to see more details but it's just, th- this is going to be good. I'm saying that with a caveat. This is going to be good as long as they take the entire game. And I don't know, what do you think? I, I don't feel like I'm wrong in thinking this way. I'm, sh- I'm sure somebody could go into Final Fantasy VII and respectively, subjectively take out what may be considered filler. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to take any single aspect of final fantasy 7 and label it that way i want yeah. everything i want the underwater areas even though you only can travel around to like three or four points <laughs> in a submarine i want i want mm-hmm. that there uh not just for the emerald weapon i want that ha- i want that there uh fort condor i mean that's where you get the phoenix material and it's just a little de- de- tower defense game but i still yeah. want it um yeah. Uh, just any think of any town, any area that was kind of an offshoot, or you were only there for a little bit, or it didn't really have a main storyline. Yeah, uh, it didn't have a plot point. I I do not care. I want everything this quality. If it's not, I'm telling you now. I'm calling it out. I'm going to be disappointed because that's yeah. I just I just don't think that's right.
1: I I thought they did a really they made a really good choice with when they revealed tifa um her sitting there with marlene that was such a good moment um nostalgia mm-hmm. and it looked good marlene cute as hell as you expect you know and then you had tifa being part of the reveal to uh her dialogue with cloud um different than the original but it, it there still was fit. that yeah there was that emotion to it that uh it it made them feel more realistic than the old games you know they just had a couple snippets here and there that of what was going on but this actually made it feel they gave more personality to the characters in a good way um so this is i think we've seen a lot of examples with this trailer of changes they're making that are small uh, yeah at least story-wise but make a good impact a positive impact instead of being like oh they changed that why they changed that um so that has given me a lot more faith in it and yeah i can't wait um the the fact that midgar is going to be two discs two playstation 4 discs is incredible um and that kind of lends a lot to how much we're going to see with this uh, it's crazy. Um, talking about locations, and this is not one that would be you know, cut out, I'm sure. Uh, it'd be riots if they did. But the Gold Saucer, I cannot wait to see the Gold Saucer in the remake. I bet mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Same. There's so many moments that I want to see in the remake just to see how they do it. and Yeah, looking forward to it. Like, I already pre-ordered it. I didn't care how much it was. I was going to pre-order it. <laughs> yep. Final Fantasy VII is the one thing I will get the biggest version they have. I'm not buying the $2,500 watch, but I will buy, you know, the game, biggest game pack. Um, any other thoughts on Final Fantasy VII Remake?
2: No, I think we've done it just as, quite enough justice by now. <laughs> All right. Uh, very I'm, sure
1: we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about it as more information comes out and especially when March rolls around that's going to be monumental uh, alright next game for Square Enix was Life is Strange 2 um, I did not play the first one I did not play the uh, in between game even though it was free because I didn't play the first one <laughs> um, it looks very interesting for uh, the fans of that a little series it's become so uh, I don't think they gave any release information I didn't write any down if they did uh, but yeah looks interesting the next game was uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered and then the interesting thing I noted about that um, there's one game I believe is the GameCube game is what they're remastering uh, it's going to be released on consoles and mobile so I thought that was a interesting choice they've made um, yeah uh, oh Life is Strange 2 is already out is that true then is this huh Oh, it's it's there. It's episodic, so that's probably what it is. They're adding another episode to it or something. I don't know. Don't know they showed it. Sure. Uh, Octopath Traveler is coming to Steam. I think they okay. made some tweaks to it. So I might pick it back up and start over on Steam. Um, I do need to go finish it on Switch, though. Because I was pretty close. They almost say I was like 75% of the game, so I kind of don't want to restart it. Um, But we'll see. Uh, I also didn't write down any sort of release for that. I don't know. I don't think they did. They didn't show me release dates. Uh, It was all very generic. Uh, I say that though, the next game uh, was the last Remnant remastered. Uh, and that was actually available the night of the conference. So, <laughs> it, uh... Oh, wow. Octopath Traveler on Steam is already out. Oh. June 7th. That, I guess, like two days before their conference, they released it. Okay, cool. Um, I'll need to go look up that some and see uh, what all they changed. Uh, but yeah, Last Remnant Remastered. Uh, did you play The Last Remnant? Because I did not. Looks interesting. This is sad.
2: I was actually looking through my library as you were asking me that and seeing Mm -hmm. if this was a game that I... I think I have this, like, as a two-play, but I don't think I have actually played it, no. Uh...
1: No, I don't think I have. But, I mean, this may make me check it out. (laughs) Well, the remaster was available that night on Switch, so it's out now. Yeah. Um, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is getting uh, released July 12th. Uh, I didn't play the first one. I didn't have a huge interest in it. But... I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out. Maybe I'll check out the second. Um, I very much doubt it's a, you know, game you want to play in order. (laughs) Because it's a Minecraft combined with Dragon Quest type thing, you know?
0: Uh,
1: I didn't note, though, that it's also coming out on PS4, which is interesting. I don't know if the last one did, but I thought that was a Switch type game, you know? Switch uh, slash PC. Uh... Dragon Quest XI Definitive Edition, coming out this fall to Switch. Now, the big thing here is they have Classic and Contemporary modes. So you can actually go to a sprite, you can switch back and forth between the, you know, standard mode, what it looks like normally, as is now, or you can switch it to sprite-based graphics. Um... I wonder if you would like the sprite-based, since you didn't like the well, base one, if that would maybe. make it any better for you.
2: Yeah, I, I am a fan of games that do this. Uh, this has been a pop. This is a trend that's been popping up over the past few years. It, it may have happened before, I'm not sure, but I have been aware of it over the, uh, over the past few years, and what I've been a big fan of is newer graphics, old-school sounds, You know, Mm -hmm. new graphics, old school music. So, uh, yeah, if this one does it, that will be awesome.
1: Okay. Um, Next game, excuse me, was kind of odd. Uh, Circuit Superstars. Coming out in 2020. This is a top-down racing game. Uh, I, I don't know that I see an appeal... And going back to the top down thing, it works as a mini game, you know, in other games like in uh, Mario Party and other games like that. But as a standalone game, I don't know if I want to play that.
2: Yeah, no, not really.
1: Uh, next game was Battalion 1944 Eastern Front. Uh, yeah, I. It's already out, it was out as of 2018, I think the base game and then Eastern Front was out uh, May. So it's been out and I don't understand, this is another one why I show it at E3, you know. Uh, yeah, Uh, okay. <laughs> so Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind
2: remind um, me why i'm not playing this game <laughs> that was because they didn't like the kingdom hearts 3 so.
1: yeah so i i don't know what this is as usual with kingdom hearts it's like okay well it's kingdom hearts but what is it really uh the stuff they showed was interesting um and it shows that you have other playable characters. And uh, I don't know what else it focuses on. Realistically, yeah, I'm going to play it. You know, I I have to at this point. <laughs> I'm invested in the franchise. I'm going to play the game. Um, so, yeah. I don't think we got any sort of release date. Uh... So we'll see when that comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, they showed the Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers stuff.
2: Yep, more Final Fantasy XIV love being shown, and this is this is kind of typical fare for Final Fantasy XIV mm-hmm. before before a patch and or before a expansion. You will get usually two different types of trailers. You'll get a story cinematic, like CG cutscene type trailer, and you will get a in game story, like in game engine story slash uh battle uh mechanics, stuff like that trailer. And this was the latter. So it's just just you know, more good stuff for Final Fantasy Fourteen to be shown.
1: Yep. I, again, I talked about earlier, looking forward to it, and I'm pushing hard, <laughs> trying to get caught up before then. Don't know if I'll do it, but I'm going to try. Hey, man, um, it's
2: an MMO, man. If you don't, <laughs> yeah. If you're not caught up, it's okay. It ain't going anywhere.
1: Yeah, I, I just really don't want to, you know, deal with spoilers or all of that stuff. Now that I'm reinvested in the game, I don't want to have to dodge that type of stuff. So. Right. From the and spoiler
2: I, aspect, I completely agree.
1: And there's something to be said about being part of that initial rush and hype of the game, you know. Uh, I I was invited back to the uh, free company, or whatever it's called, FC. And mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to being excited about it and being able to talk to everyone else about it.
0: Um, good, good.
1: Next, they showed uh, Dying Light 2 again already talked about that before i don't think there's mm-hmm. anything special about the Enix one the yep. next section was very interesting um they are bringing some of the saga games to the oh, west yeah yep. uh, the first one is romancing saga 3 which was released uh in japan in 1995 was remastered this year or it's coming out this year uh I think and it's then
2: coming out this year
1: yeah but then worldwide is getting a release. So, yep. yeah, um, probably 2020 for worldwide because uh, they don't even have a date for Japan yet for this year. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Do you have thought on that? Uh,
2: You know, I think I have played or tried to play a Saga game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think that I did not get into it. I, th- I don't, I think I was expecting it to be an RPG style thing, but it was more, I, I don't even remember. Something about the game immediately put me off. I don't know if it's the way I controlled. I think it was more like you move like an icon around a map and then you just, I don't have fond memories of playing. I remember the artwork for the PlayStation soccer game. But I remember playing it, and it might have even been like a few years ago that I did this, to try it out and went like, oh, f- the fuck is this? So yeah, <laughs> I, I this, this bounced right off me. Sorry, Saga.
1: Okay. Uh, they're also bringing over a Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions, which uh, was released in Japan in 2016 uh, on Navita. And went to all other platforms except Xbox in Japan in 2018. Um, so I'm assuming it'll probably be around the same time as Romancing Saga 3. Not sure. Uh, what was... Never mind. Thing Nintendo. Scrap that. Uh, yeah so I don't know if I'll jump into these. I haven't played a Saga game. But I'm curious to try, you know, um, yeah. to see if I like it or not. Uh, they then showed some more stuff about Final Fantasy Brave Exv- Exvius, which is not a bad game other than it's a mobile game. <laughs> so it's kind of annoying to keep up with, but it's not bad. And they're, uh, they're releasing a new version, it seems. And I think this is kind of going along the route of the Kingdom Hearts uh, Union X game. Because it was just Kingdom Hearts something and then it's Kingdom Hearts something Union and now it's Kingdom Hearts Union X. (laughs) And it's actually like a version, completely version overhaul. uh, If not a completely new app. I think it was Mm -hmm. just rebranding the existing one. I don't know. But they constantly add on. Uh, I might check the game out again uh, just to see what they've changed about it. Like I said, it wasn't a bad game. Uh, It was just on mobile so I didn't play it a whole lot. Um... okay the next game was Outriders. Uh, I don't know that I have any interest in the game it is a first-person shooter coming out summer 2020 uh, one to three players Uh, okay so the big thing about Outriders was it was all trailer we saw no gameplay type stuff if I'm not mistaken uh,
2: i i believe so i don't remember anything about it
1: yeah so bare information I expect we'll see a lot more next d3 because since it's not coming out till summer uh, the next game was onanaki uh comes out august 22nd so this one's not too far out uh it's a very stylized uh i believe at least well Maybe not actual gameplay wise, but the makes it look like I I don't even remember the screen the uh, trailer anymore. There was a lot of stuff at E three this year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I I don't know anything about it. Uh, it's developed by Tokyo RPG Factory, which I did. Uh, uh, I am Setsuna which was a huge game last year, I think it was or the year before. So I might check it out. It'll yeah. depend what type of game it actually is. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Final Fantasy eight is getting a remaster
0: Hooray. this year.
1: Um, I never went back and finished my playthrough. Neither so I, I might, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the remaster might be the chance to do that. Uh, Apparently, the graphics, even though they're upgraded, aren't as good as a mod that exists for Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's kind of amusing. Uh, okay, so the other big part of Square Enix Conference, at least it was expected to be big, was Marvel's Avengers. This?
2: This was yeah. a letdown for me.
1: Yeah. That was kind of the theme um, to across the board for people in Marvel's Avengers.
2: Yeah, this is a letdown. Uh this is a common theme for the entire fucking E three was a letdown, but <laughs> uh this is a letdown because I was I was expecting to get more of what this was mm-hmm. rather than uh, well, you know, it's, it's it's five core Avengers, six core Avengers, whatever. Oh, and more will come over time, which mm-hmm. okay, that's great what is this why do i care why do you want me to care and i didn't get that um if i was a 12 year old kid who just came off of endgame um this might i might have been one of those kids in the audience screaming and hollering and everything but uh i saw this and went "Uh uh-huh and okay so the, okay and you have that Avenger I've already seen that one in the trailer itself okay. oh and you're bringing this okay what the fuck is this come on man so yeah um, I have hopes for it because it looked nice it looked cool but I just don't know what it was that's sad mm-hmm. so
1: yeah I, I wish they showed more uh, gameplay wise or at least, at least told us <laughs> uh, more about it but we have a year till it comes out, May fifteenth. So we'll hopefully see more and be impressed by what we see, or at least yep. uh, enticed if not impressed. Uh, yeah. I'm totally okay with you know not having the faces and voices of the movies. That's fine. It's oh a game. yeah, they had a
2: they had a nice they had a good cast of actors. And all oh that. yeah, that that wasn't a complaint at all.
1: Yeah. There, there's been some people, I mean, it's a topic, you know, some people were expecting the uh, the movie staff, but if you think about it, it makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's not Marvel's MCU. So. Uh, also going to Stadia, I did, I made a note that I did not see the Switch Uh logo or anything when it showed platforms if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I'm curious if it will not be going to Switch. Uh, and they talked, I think I can't remember if there was PlayStation exclusives or early access. There's something special about PlayStation. Um, so that's something. Being Square Enix not a big surprise there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. just something to be aware of if we end up being interested in the game. If. Um, uh. Square Enix music is the non-gaming thing they talked about. Uh, Spotify and all these other services, you can get a lot of old uh, Square Enix music, especially Final Fantasy related. So, it's a which is good cool. legitimate way to get all that music. All right, Nintendo.
0: Yeah, 40, just for the 44 games. For our,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, well, we're we're gonna have to blow through this, Chris. Honestly, yeah. we're we're approaching five hours straight of recording, and uh, I'm I'm cool with that. But uh, I I'm looking here at my notes. I have five notes for Nintendo, and there's okay. a lot of games they reveal, but not everything in here is uh is uh. So I, if you don't mind, let me take the reins on this one. I'm gonna run through this. Um, okay. And by all means, if there's something that you want to uh, spaz out and talk about, then we sh- we we shall. Uh, so Smash Brothers Ultimate, yep, we got to see some more stuff from that. Uh, was there another character announcement? I the forget. Luminary. Yeah, the Luminary from uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. That was that's okay. Um, not cool. just
1: Eleven though. It also it was four versions. So we don't know if the oh, Echo is yeah, or whatever. That's right. So that's yeah. pretty cool.
2: S- Spanning the time of Dragon Warrior, which in Dragon Quest, that's that that's cool, which is something you would expect from Nintendo in regards to Smash Bros. Ultimate. I mean, they they Mm. love pouring love all over a character, so that's awesome. Uh, Dragon Quest 11 Definitive Edition, uh, S again, that's a Switch version coming out September this year, so good stuff. Luigi's Mansion getting another sequel. Uh, I will admit, uh, hand up Chris that I have not played. Any other uh, Luigi's Mansion? Uh, mm-hmm. The worst part of that is I own Luigi's Mansion for the 3DS, but I have don't own or haven't played the first Luigi's Mansion. I do plan to get to both of those; they are on my backlog. But this is another game that has a large audience following, and they're clamoring for a sequel. And I'm I'm sure they did backflips when they got this announced. So happy for the Luigi's Mansion folks. Uh fucking nostalgia bomb right here for people that grew up with the dark crystal uh i have never seen dark crystal that's not one that i grew up with i grew up with uh counterpart the labyrinth so but this is uh i want to say that dark crystal is is getting a netflix show like rebirth and now they're getting this game which is like a tactics style Mm -hmm. game so uh, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance uh, tactics, that's okay for this. <laughs> Some folks out there definitely got a big grin on their face when they saw this. For me, I was like, oh, I remember that from my childhood. I just never saw it. Uh, that's coming out this year as well. Uh, Link's Awakening, you got a little bit more to sh- to see for this. Uh, I don't need to see much more from this, honestly. I'm already excited.
1: I'm already stoked. I'm um, um- i'm gonna play it but i still do not like the art style
2: yeah and that's that's respectable you know i said the same thing with Battletoads. toads <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so uh uh so trials of mana is a game coming mm-hmm. out early 2020 this is uh apparently this is like the third in the mana games and this is a mana game that never came out over here So now it's finally getting brought over here in a remastered form. That's pretty cool. The bigger takeaway for me was the collection of mana. So fun fact for those that didn't know until they saw this announcement in E3 this year. uh, There's a game on the Game Boy... The original OG Game Boy called Final Fantasy Adventure. Fun fact that is not a Final Fantasy game. That is not <laughs> a canon Final Fantasy game. That is actually the very first uh Sink Detsu, which is basically Secret of Mana. That's the first of that of that series. The second would be Secret of Mana, and apparently the third is the Trials of Mana. And all three of these are coming to uh, I believe the Switch. Later, Actually, it was already, I think it was released the day that that was uh, announced at E3. I actually bought the collection of Mana already. That is very cool. That's very cool. Now, Mana is a very good series. It's a very Mm. good franchise. It's got a lot of games. Uh, You should, there should be one out there for everybody. Uh, Just go check it out, especially with this collection out there. Uh, Witcher 3 is getting a port to the Switch. Another one of those games that definitely took a hit in the graphics department. But hey, if this puts Witcher Three in people's hands, uh, I guess it's okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out in two thousand nineteen. Uh, Fire Emblem, uh, Fire Emblem, the Three Houses. This is an I don't. Chris, was this a remake of a Fire Emblem? Or no, this, was this is a, the next one. This is the next Fire Emblem. Cool. Yep. Another another franchise that I have not played a single one of, and uh, I'm as well searching for an entry point. I don't know if this will be it. I've heard that the Fire Emblem games get a little bit easier and forgiving over time. Uh, hmm. I will take Fire Emblem how it was supposed to be played, so uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, I'm glad that people are getting another entry in their franchise, no, but uh, if anybody... That. Yeah, if, if anybody wants to send an email in and let me know, I'd love to know a good entry point and why you think it's a good entry point for the Fire Emblem franchise. Uh, Resident Evil. Uh, this was that game that you were took you, you, you took it into like a mansion or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: they showed the people taking it. It's just yeah. Resident Evil
2: on Switch it's just resident evil on switch sure it's coming out fall this year resident evil 5 is coming out fall this year too nobody cared moving on (laughs) uh no more heroes 3 the next entry in the no more heroes franchise is another series that i have not played but i have heard nothing but great things about uh the sequel's coming out in 2020 that's that's awesome uh Contra rogue is coming out in 2020 I'm um, sorry that's in uh that's September of this year September 24th uh Contra anniversary collection got released that day nice little mm-hmm. drop there awesome uh I got this we got to see a little bit more from Deus from a machina uh this this is a game that I am looking forward to I do not have it pre-ordered yet but the fast uh, mech combat definitely has me interested. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was nice to see some more footage. The next one was definitely, oh man, this was something for the fans out there, the Sega boys. We hear you talking. <laughs> the Panzer Dragoon uh, is getting kind of, I don't know, if I couldn't really tell if this is a remaster or if it's in just a flat out new game, but there is a new uh, Panzer Dragoon game coming out winter this year. Uh, if if that piques your interest, if you happen to miss the conference, go check it out. There's a little there's a little uh trailer for it. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, the poke Pokeball controller is not gonna be used for controls, but it will carry your Pokemon around. Which mm-hmm. is is this the is, was this the reveal about the sleep thing, or was that before?
1: Oh, I don't know. Some, that's, was, the controller thing was the only thing I took from this. So we've yeah. seen Pokemon Sword and Shield a lot, and we're going to see a lot more, so yeah, I kind of tuned funny. a lot of it out.
2: Yeah. Uh, a lot of this that I'm fixing to rattle off, I don't remember much of. And again, if you if there's something you want to talk about, just, just slam the brakes on me. But uh, Astral Chain coming out August 30th of this year. Uh empire of sin a uh, little gangster style game looked looked whatever coming out 2020
1: yeah, surprising to see you on a switch
2: yeah yeah it's coming out spring of 2020 uh marvel ultimate alliance 3 the black order uh it's an expansion pass you're getting some more characters in that cadence of
1: hyrule i must have went to the bathroom what is this so it is, what's oh, that, it's the mix of yeah, Zelda the, and the music, the game. rhythm game.
2: Yeah. yeah, the rhythm game, yeah. Um uh, apparently it actually you can play looks,
1: without the rhythm mode. Um, that's, I haven't tried that's it, cool. I don't
2: know. Uh, the main gimmick of that is that music style, though, and I've heard that that game itself is very good, and, and I've I meant to try it. It's not high up on my list of a backlog to play, but it is up there. So maybe this would be my entry into it, as opposed to playing the original. I don't know. It, 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 the 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 idea of the game seems interesting. Yeah,
1: i I watched about five minutes of it earlier, and I went, eh. So, yeah. it, I, but that was yeah. with the rhythm mode on. I would have right. to watch some with it off to see if it would appeal to me more. But yeah, probably not.
2: I would imagine, I mean, this is me being cynical here, but I, I would think that taking the music mode away would be kind of diminishing the point because it looked like, from what sure. I saw, it was just it's just rehashes of dungeons and bosses that you already know from old classic Zelda games. So, I mean, I guess playing a different art style would be appealing, but the idea is to play it with this rhythm style. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the game that Chris was just... Blowing my phone up about Mario and Sonic at the <laughs> Olympic Games. Holy crap! Coming out November this year. Uh huh. Moving right along. Animal Crossing: New Horizons. So this was this is the new uh, Animal Crossing game. Mm-hmm if people folks remember either an e3 or a game awards ago there was teased about basically a tease about a new animal crossing game we didn't get it yep. we didn't get a trailer we got we it was more like they showed something and they said oh yeah by the way animal crossing is in the works <laughs> just to let you know so yeah we got a little trailer uh Switch style graphics and of of the what seemed to be the classic Animal Crossing gameplay you know and love. Yeah, I'll probably uh, it'll be coming it. out March. It'll be coming out March 2020 So cool. Uh, Spyro for the Switch, sure. Yeah, just
1: a port, I uh, believe, of the uh, yep. trilogy.
2: Yep. Uh, Hollow Knight. Fuck yes, yeah, coming to Switch. Good. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's already on Switch. This is the yeah. sequel that they're going to be teasing. Uh, that's that's coming. I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready for that. I don't care what the fuck is coming to. I'm ready for it. Yeah, that looks yep. so good. Yep. Uh, apparently, Nino Cooney is getting brought to the Switch. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is also on my backlog to play, Chris. I have that sitting on my shelf. I need to. I need to get to that. Uh, the Minecraft like dungeon. Uh, yeah i'm crossing my fingers man because i've you you are honestly the only person i've heard not say good things about it Mm. so and that's 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 not a positive or negative to you it's just that i've heard that if you like rpgs and you're into that style this is it i don't know either way i've got it i'll get to it we'll see (laughs) uh minecraft dungeons yeah you already know uh elder scrolls blade yeah you already know uh my friend pedro I don't know. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> Doom Eternal, we already know about that. The Sinking City. I don't know. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, you already know my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight.
1: Uh.
0: Not, I feel like we've already. Talked yeah, about it, Dead it, this by isn't
1: Daylight. new. Um, but it's you know the switch port, and there's sure. some concern.
2: <laughs> yeah. Alien Isolation, uh, I'm always finicky when it comes to an Alien game, period. I think this is just a port of the Alien Isolation game anyway, so, meh. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is getting that remake, remaster style, yeah, coming Switch to the Switch. Thing, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've never played the Crystal Chronicles games, and honestly, the, the the thing that always turned me away from it is that I th- It was almost... Pl- Again, I could be wrong, it could have been just the way that I interpreted things, but it felt like Crystal Chronicles was more like a cooperative game, and it was like, kind of like Four Swords, like you kind of want to play it co-op, and if you don't, you try to play it solo, it doesn't have the same appeal.
1: Yeah, I, I own it on GameCube, and I started it, but I quickly lost interest.
2: Yeah, so uh we'll see what the Switch game maybe uh, hopefully they address that in the Switch game. Mm-hmm. If not, I won't be playing it there either. Dragon Quest Builders 2, already talked about that. 3 the game. Uh-huh. Uh Just Dance 2020. Already talked about Just Dance. Uh Catan, Caden? Caden. I, I don't it's know. Catan. Sellers sure. of Catan
1: board game day. Yeah.
2: I, again, I don't remember many of these at all. Uh, new Super Lucky's Tale. I didn't know about the old luck Super Lucky's Tale, so can't talk about it.
1: it Dauntless. Was a 2017 game that, if I'm not mistaken, was terribly received.
2: <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Dauntless. Uh, this has to be something to do with the Maze Runners or whatever. I'm not so interested. Not
1: Dauntless is a, uh, it's uh, basically a monster hunter type game Mm -hmm. that it's free to play. Now, uh, been out since on PC, at least in beta or whatever, since may of last year. And they have a bit of a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, they started out not too good, but then as they've made updates to the game, it's kind of becoming a success story of, Mm. you know, recovering from a poor launch you know doing it right and those thoughts yeah, yeah. you know is it going to actually be a full-blown competitor to monster hunter world and that series of game by the time it's done and it's free to yeah. play <laughs> oh, that's awesome hey what was the name of that movie
2: i think it was made from a game or made from a book that there was a class of people and they were called Dauntless. i'm asking her i'm asking my wife as she's eating food <laughs> Just blurt it out and spit food everywhere. Don't. Lo- Are you looking it up? You read this book. You read this series. I know, but now that you've asked me, I care. Oh, my God. Divergent. Huh? Divergent. Divergent, yeah. So this has nothing uh, to do with Divergent, thankfully, because that movie was shit garbage. I heard the series. The book series was good, though. I, but that's, I think I read that's that all. book. Yeah, that's always how it is, man. Books were better. Uh, Mario Maker 2, that was some cool stuff. Got to see some more footage, some more gameplay stuff, more... You don't... There's not much... Oh, man.
1: The big thing here, and it wasn't during this conference, but during the week, there was a confirmation from... During one of the interviews, that they are adding the friend matchmaking, or matching, where you can play with your friends instead of just being randoms. So they heard the feedback already addressing it won't be in at launch but that's fine that's you know, launch fine us break- quick. it's coming yep
2: that's great it's good news and i mean again this is just you might at this point man you might as well just go through mario maker 2 and show all the tiles show all the level ability you might as well just do that because that's all they're doing it's just more fuel for yeah. oh look at all the stuff they're adding oh it's so good uh smash brothers ultimate so this is the first little uh uh trolling that they did and this is not <laughs> the first time they did this but so an item gets thrown in a dk's uh fucking house and you immediately recognize the well you, you immediately recognize what's going on it's banjo kazooie you you're you're totally into it. You're like, yeah, it's Banjo Kazooie, and then fucking DK and Diddy look out the window and you see a silhouette of Banjo Kazooie, and nah, nope, nope. it was just Duck Hunt Dog, ha 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 ha, and then Banjo Kazooie <laughs> steps on him, and then yeah, you get to see it. Yep, Banjo Kazooie is coming to Smash Brothers Ultimate, because of course he is. Uh, everybody's gonna be an ultimate, literally everybody, and this is great. Uh, Banjo Kazooie is a great. Uh, 3D platforming game, uh, collect a thon style game, and it's good to see him getting his representation. I'm still upset that that Gino's not in. That's always going to be my go to for these. Why wins Geno? But uh, it's, man. There, t-
0: yeah, yeah.
1: There is something I forgot to mention when okay. we talked about Link's Awakening. Okay. Uh, they apparently showed off making your own dungeon. Oh yeah, Zelda Maker, yeah, yeah. That was so that's uh, a thing. Dom Dompe's
2: Dungeon Disaster Destructed. I don't fucking know, but yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. Uh, it's it's gonna be interesting to see over time how many more makers Nintendo makes. Period. You know, even if it's not a full fledged all the way mm-hmm. Zelda Maker, it they can do it. Man, uh, Chris calling it now. (laughs) Metroid Maker coming in 2021. Fuck yes. Make your own Metroidvania game. (laughs) So lastly, as we cap off this entire E3, unless there was something else you had? No. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to talk like a little spoiled kid here, Chris. A little whiny spoiled kid. (laughs) This, I don't know how to feel about this, but here's here we go. So, that, of course, in Nintendo fashion. Oh, but wait, we have one last thing to show you. And I, right when he was saying that, I was thinking, here's the Metroid Prime 4 footage. Here we go. And I, we, I saw this stuff, this green crap on the screen and immediately knew it wasn't Metroid Prime 4 and immediately went to Zelda. I was like, I could, I just it just has a I don't even know how to describe how I knew, but it just had a <laughs> feel of Zelda and more ship kept popping up. And then, of course, you got to see Link. And, of course, you didn't you see Zelda. You see all this cinematic stuff happening. You see what looks like. uh You saw him riding this animal that you've never seen before. What looked like a corpse or a mummified corpse of uh, Ganon that looked like it got resurrected. So that was a thing. And I was like, as I was watching this, I was thinking, are we getting like another DLC that they didn't tell us about? Is this like Mm -hmm. a secret DLC, like a fourth awesome DLC? Fuck yes. And then it says (laughs) Breath of the Wild 2 is in development yeah and i was like what the fuck what why do i i know it's in development i know a new zelda game is eventually (laughs) gonna be in development what why are you telling me this don't tell me that you you got a date then tell me the date don't tell me the game's being made Mm -hmm. uh so breath of the wild 2 is coming in 2023 and now did they actually say 2023, or are you just saying that? No, I'm just saying that. Okay.
1: Because you see what uh, I put for release, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Now in development, who knows? Uh yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's good to know that it So, I mean, it did say Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah. So, this will, this will be a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. Now... Another thing that I could say, if I'm being picky and whiny and kicking and screaming like a little spoiled kid, are we going with the entire, I'm going to say yes, because of the scene that was in the game, that or the what we saw, is this going to be the same exact Breath of the Wild world, and we're traveling the same lands over again? Looks like it will be, because there was a scene where something happened, and something was rising up out of the ground, and the map that you saw looked exactly like, what you know from Breath of the Wild. So I would like to see a brand new area and a brand new world, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain yeah. for more Breath of the Wild, you know?
1: Yeah, one of the caveats to that, though, is they also were underground at part. So perhaps yeah. we're going to see, you know, more traditional dungeons, even if you use the same overall to go between them, if there are true yeah. under the dungeons instead of, you know, what we had. Yeah. That could be something. Um, it, and that might not I mean, be as bad. Mm-hmm.
2: And Zelda was there with you, so maybe some co-op play? Maybe here's, some... Here, maybe here's some the
1: s- thing. The only note I have for this is you may be able to play as Zelda because the during an interview, the guy did not deny it. And he has a yeah. history denying things that are flat out wrong, mm-hmm. but he won't answer questions that... There's a likelihood it's true. Yeah. So maybe you can play Zelda.
2: Yep. Yeah. What we do know is that in some way, shape, or form, Zelda will be a prominent figure in this game. Mm-hmm. What prominent figure? Yeah. Yeah. So, woo. Yep. That, in and of itself, in its entirety, is the E3 conference of 2019. Again. Uh, this was definitely a Chris centric uh, episode because, as <laughs> I mentioned at the beginning of the tirade, I did not take a lot of notes. I made it a point to only take notes on things that I was interested in and or had something to say, be it positive or negative. And I was I was very ho hum through this entire conference. I didn't see much outside of Metro and. Uh, Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I just didn't see a whole lot that got me super excited. Most of it was on to the next thing. I wasn't interested on the next thing and I wasn't interested. So I say that, I mean, half of the shit that I saw this year could impress me if I actually play it just from the outset. (laughs) I was very meh. Uh, there's more stuff to come in this year regardless. I mean, uh, GDQ is, SGDQ is right around the corner. I think it's in the middle of or toward the end
1: of July, Chris? Or uh, let this me switch month? over to the tab that I've listed all these things on. Uh, June 23rd
2: to 30th. <laughs> all right, sweet. We are right around the corner from, from uh, GDQ, so that's that'll be good. And, of course, as far as gaming events go, there's always the Game Awards at the end of this year. Um so yeah, I mean that's any any parting thoughts
1: for E3 before we cap the night off? Um, it was definitely, as we talked about earlier, it was kind of an off-year for E3, but we still saw some pretty solid stuff. Um, some big hitters like the remake. And yeah, it's there's a lot more to play this year than we originally thought at this point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more to play and not saying that history has proven it a hundred percent and not saying that it's gonna happen, but I have hopes that next year <laughs> next year, either yeah. the games that are coming out or E three itself is gonna be the year. Well, it's twenty twenty in general. New consoles,
1: so, yep. new games for those consoles. We're gonna see hopefully we're gonna see the big, beautiful power uh using games for yeah. the new hardware. So, Chris,
2: final final thought and question before we close all this stuff out. Sure. They make an announcement next year. PlayStation 5 is coming out in February 2021. They make a similar announcement. Uh, God of War 2, only coming out for the PlayStation 5. Okay. Do you pre-order your playstation 5 do you
1: want- oh, yeah
0: <laughs> kind of, that's, a, that's not even a question Who do you think you're talking that, to <laughs> again
2: folks yes it's that fucking good a console seller we didn't just i that wasn't meant as just a playstation 4 seller console seller <laughs> period yeah so yes so All the events that went on this week, all the E3 events, what ones did you get to check out? What ones interested you, audience? What games did you see get announced or discussed or talked about or hinted at or teased that you are excited about? What was your favorite trailer? What was your favorite cinematic trailer? What was your favorite gameplay trailer? Uh, Any interviews that went on? Oh, Giant Bomb, as always, did a shit ton of interviews with gaming developers. Um anything at all that stuck out to you uh even the pre stuff the uh the uh stadia uh the the mario maker invitational all this stuff that went on anything in this in this uh in the eyesight side of e3 this year that went down that you would love to discuss. I mean, let us know. What have you been playing the past few weeks? What gaming stuff has been on your mind? Uh, what questions, comments, and concerns do you have about the end of time as a whole? Period. We'd love to hear any thoughts you have. And there are many ways to get those thoughts to us. And potentially read right here on the episode as well. Discussed between Chris and I. Uh, you can go to Facebook and you can search for End of Time Cast. We post our episodes there. You could drop a comment, send us a message, and it may be how you found this episode right here. We have an email address. You can email us at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. We have a Twitter page. You can tweet us. You can retweet us. You can uh, leave comments on any one of our uh, hosting sites like SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, you can go to one of YouTube uploads and leave a comment. Um, you should be at this point, you should be able to just, uh, type in a time cast in quotes into Google and it should lead you to one of the ways that you can listen to download or comment on our episodes. So yeah, this was the lengthy one, but it was, uh, close enough to two con two episodes worth of content together and we had a lot to cover in E3. So, uh, thanks for sticking around i hope you enjoyed it and until next time i'm michael and i'm chris good night everybody